<laughs> you got this. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less cynical and more curious life. I'm Scott. And I am Macy. Welcome to episode number 35. 35. It's an Enneagram Enneagram episode. I was going to drum roll. (laughs) Stop it. We could drum roll roll which number. Uh, Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. We did not say. It's an Enneagram episode. Yeah. Drum roll which number. Get some balloons out. <laughs> Enneagram seven. Enneagram seven. Shout do out to Enneagram Do your own sevens. drum roll at your own house. If you want to do a drum roll, participate. <laughs> table tap. Yeah, yeah, table tap along with us. So yeah, Enneagram sevens. Enneagram mm-hmm. week. Enneagram week. We've been posting a lot about it, and we uh, hope you've been thinking about sevens and reflecting on being a seven if you are a seven. We love you. Yeah. We love you out there, sevens. You're so fun. <laughs> This is we're doing this a little different because typically when we do an Enneagram episode, we have the guest with us and we do a little bit of a recap on what we've been learning about the Enneagram mm-hmm. and then we try to talk about this type for a little bit and then we bring the person in as an interview. Yeah. But this week we've already done the interview. We've already done the interview. Also, this week's different because normally we just interview one person mm-hmm. and this time we interview two sevens, mm-hmm. which sevens themselves have so much energy as just one person. Yes. So we brought two energetic sevens to, to energetic the table. Sevens. Yeah. So should I talk a little bit about how I know these guys? Yeah. 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 Um, so I guess what we're going to do in this intro is I'll tell a little bit about our guests and then we'll talk a little bit about sevens. I'll, I'll read a, a little brief, something from a Helen brief, Palmer. Who are sevens? Who are sevens? Yeah. Do we know them? So um, our guests this week are two friends of mine and, and friends of Macy's too. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, oh gosh, oh, I have to add this part. Why? Well, how do I talk about them? Known them. You've known JJ since college. Yeah, okay. They were like dorm buddies. Okay, okay. So one guest is named JJ. I've been friends with JJ for about 20 years. We sang in concert choir together there in the is. SBU choir. And he's considered one of my best friends. Um, done a lot of traveling together. We're co-workers. He runs a ministry at our church called Camp Side by Side, which he describes in the episode. So I'll let him describe. He describes it better. Mm-hmm. But both Mark and JJ are very like healthy, mature, giving, introspective sevens. Yeah. Um, that, not to say that they don't have their issues. They both have their issues. Mark is another person I've probably known for about 10 years now. I met him at um, the church I used to work out called work at called Bethany Presbyterian Church. And we were in a, what you call like a community group or a home group for many years. And now we're just like super close. Our, our families are really close. We have a text thread called friends like family. So cute. We all went to Europe together for three weeks last summer. Um, we're very close with his family and he is a financial advisor. He works for, if you know this world, he works for UBS and actually Macy and I did an interview down at his, um, building or office with Ted. The love yourself interview. Yeah. And like it was Ted a very intimidating clocks. office space to be in. <laughs> it is, but Ted was the sweetest man. Yeah. So, so that's how we know. That's how I know them. And now uh, Macy's sort I've of been them. brought into the world. I know JJ, like, because we worked at that mm-hmm. church in that sense and through side by side. But then also I've met Mark a couple of times through Scott in mm-hmm. random occasions. I've met one of my like first times hanging out with you. I met Mark too. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yep. So and that's interesting. 
um, we had Mark take us across Lake Washington in his boat. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. Thank you, Mark. Yeah. This adventure is seven. Yeah, okay, I guess so, that's one of the things that we want to say about these two guys, and you chime in too. It's it's like uh, it's no surprise looking back on my history with them that they're sevens. They're I, both yeah. some of the most fun, most energetic, most playful, most interesting uh, inviting. people. Inviting. Yeah. So fun. Both of them in their own way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so funny. You guys... Yeah, we we are sometimes funny in this podcast, yeah. but like <laughs> almost this, I- accidentally. Exactly, <laughs> they were very funny. I've never laughed as much as we did that night for sure. So it's going to be a fun interview. And we laughed a lot off mic in between the breaks, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, and they they keep trying to like take over the podcast in a funny way and pretend that we're the guests. And <laughs> yeah, which is a very classic seven move. Yeah. So, okay. Who are sevens? Should we okay, talk so about who I sevens have, are? Now in this, in this episode, we're going to hear a little bit from some different readers or writers. Uh, we, we read uh, a passage from Beatrice, Beatrice Chestnut. Chestnut. We read from the wisdom of the Enneagram. And uh, just to give you guys a little variety, um, we also have a book. Um, what's this one called? Uh, this know. is called the Enneagram. Yeah, this is Helen Palmer. Oh, yeah. So another book we do recommend. This one, it's not. It's not one of the the main because I, I don't well, know. Well, Helen Palmer is one of the early like writers of the modern Enneagram. Yeah, and she like studied under Naranjo, mm-hmm. so she has a lot to say, and she did a lot of interviews to come up with her writing. So I'm a big Helen Palmer. Fan. On this podcast, we've been really pushing these two books: the Complete Enneagram by Beatrice Chestnut and. The wisdom of the Enneagram, which yeah. we really love, yeah. and uh, the, those are like textbooks almost. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. they're a little bit more detailed. But this also has a lot of good stuff in it. So this is the Enneagram by Helen Palmer. I'm just going to read a little bit of the section just to kick us off here to get our bearings. Who are we talking Who about? Who are these sevens? We've been in referring to the p- sevens as the enthusiasts. Um, now, my friend Eddie, who has written in this week a bunch about being a seven, he calls himself a connoisseur, which is another great word mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. a seven. And um, Helen Palmer calls the seven the epicure. Ooh, that's another good word. Ooh, that's a good word. So I'll just read a little bit about what she says. So she says, points five, six, and seven grouped on the left side of the Enneagram represent three different strategies for dealing with childhood fears. Mm-hmm. Six is at the core fear point, over-prepare by vi- vigilantly scanning the environment. And fives withdraw from whatever makes them afraid. Sevens, looking not at all concerned, move toward people in an attempt to charm and disarm with Mm. pleasantry. Faced with a frightening early life, seven children defuse their fear by escaping into the limitless possibilities of imagination. Sevens do not broadcast anxiety. They do not look afraid. They tend to be lighthearted and sunny. Definitely applies to Mark and JJ. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They tend to be lighthearted and sunny, often addicted to planning and play. Definitely JJ Mark. And that's, again, we're all blessed by sevens. They are always the planners. Um, they're always getting us out of our comfort zones a little bit, inviting us to something. Uh, their core, their core of paranoia six does not surface as long as thinking can be channeled into visionary plans Mm. of future successes. Gosh, the future. Yeah, this is, and we posted this on our Instagram this week. This is the point of Peter Pan, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, the eternal child. This is also the point of Narcissus. That's a side note. Macy was saying leading up to this episode this week that sevens were narcissistic. Yeah. And I thought narcissis- narcissism would mostly apply to threes. Yeah, I think threes and sevens often mm-hmm. like lie tests or like they've found like linkages to them. Yeah. But I mean, I think any number could be narcissistic. Probably. It's just like sevens are by nature a bit narcissistic because mm-hmm. they're they're gluttonous. They're they're 
grabbers. In this yeah, and it's really fun to talk to people that are self-aware about this because yeah. JJ and Mark, this is the funny thing about you'll hear in this episode, are self-aware enough to be like, oh, yeah, we're narcissistic. Right. And then instead of being like, and it's really bad, they'll just make a big joke about exactly, it. Exactly, <laughs> which is a very seven <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so it says, this is also the point of Narcissus, the youth who fell in love with the image of his own face reflected in a pool. Hmm. JJ often will like, uh, joke about how he loves being handed a microphone. Oh yes. Now oh, I yes. like I like being handed a microphone for the podcast, but not in front of people. Like I, I I will do it, but I get nervous. Well, yeah, and you'll. This interview is so fun because they really came to like dazzle and have fun and like and bring did. this energy. Yeah. Like sevens show up in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they brought a lot of good energy. Narcissus was loved by the nymph named Echo, but because he was absorbed in the mirror of his own splendor, he could not hear her calling his name. Self-involved, he failed to respond, and her voice was reduced to an echo. Wow. Wow. Everybody needs a little healthy narcissism. We all need to recognize our unique value and worth. Difficulty arises only when we become so convinced of our special value that we fail to hear the suggestions of those who mirror back the objective truth. Epicures are convinced of their own excellence, and they seek environments and people who will support their worth. Hmm. They have sensitive tastes and want to sample the best that life has to offer. Sevens like to keep up their spirits. They, they want adventure and to keep their expectations high. There is a chemistry for peak experience, as if champagne, not blood, were running through their veins. Wow. Ooh, what a wow. great way of saying it. That makes sense, man. It totally makes sense. Yes. It totally wow. makes sense. Sevens. It's, this is one of those numbers where you just sit back and you think, this is where the Enneagram points out how different we all mm-hmm, are. Mm-hmm. Like there's people living with a completely different goal when they wake up in the morning way of viewing the world. Yeah. It's just their minds are projected somewhere else. They're headed somewhere else. And you and I in the Enneagram episodes bring up sevens a lot because I think we're both so, uh, we have a lot of ambivalence towards sevens, like a lot mm-hmm. of love and appreciation and mm-hmm. a lot of confusion. We're like, Such how do you do it? <laughs> <laughs> I admire them in a sense. I mean, we have a sleep episode and that's one of the things that come, came up in our Instagram and some of my friends who we also reference, my friend Travis, going by business as usual on Instagram. Follow him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see a seven, if you want to yeah. see a seven Instagram Seven page, Instagrams are yeah. their feeds. Adventure. Adventures. Adventure. What are they up to? Sevens are always out there doing something. Yeah. Their Instagrams are always wild. And... um and they all attested to this. My friend Eddie attested, Joseph, one of our friends who's mm-hmm. responded this week, who's been posting videos of himself skiing downhill. We're having Queen a snow Anna day. Today. It's a snow day. In Seattle and all the sevens are out. Yeah, they're the all out are there. Out there. We're, I haven't gone out once today yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the middle of the day. I haven't gone out yet. But um, this, this, this thing of lack of sleep, like mm-hmm. they'll stay up all night. They'll stay up till the party ends mm-hmm. and then they'll get up for their adventure the next morning. So you'll mm-hmm. even hear this. Mark says... On this episode, we stayed up till about 1130. Yeah. And I'm planning, because Friday's my day off, we record on Thursdays, I'm going to sleep in. Yeah. Mark is like, I'm waking up at 630 to play basketball tomorrow. 630 a.m. He's going, so he leaves Macy's house. Yeah, at 1130, probably doesn't get to bed. He's probably ramped. So he probably doesn't actually fall asleep until about 1230 a.m. And then gets up to play basketball? Why? Why? (laughs) (laughs) But my friend Travis, too, he's always waking up to go surfing. And to me, it just sounds so crazy. To start their day with something big. Yes. And Birdie, who we've interviewed on this podcast, loves waking up before the sun rises so he can catch the sunset or the sunrise Sunrise, in the morning. And it's not, it's not a struggle for him. He loves it. Mm -hmm, You know, mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes I'm sure it's a struggle, but yeah, I wonder if you can relate to the sevens in the sense of, I mean, they're in the fear triad. Mm -hmm. It's super interesting. And I think Mark talked quite a bit about this of how it's like 
all of this fun is like a mask for like a hidden anxiety yeah, in a way. And I think five, sixes, and sevens all really think to the future. Mm. Like, yeah, I don't know. In their own way. In their own way. Yeah. There's a lot of worrying and fussing and there's a lot of different, uh, I guess, uh, coping mechanisms yeah. for that. I mean, yeah. Helen Palmer says that right here. She says the, the sevens pr- uh, habitual preoccupations. Um, one is the need to maintain high levels of excitement, many activities, many interesting things to do, wanting to stay emotionally high. Yeah. Maintenance of multiple options as a way to buffer commitment to a single course of action. It's almost like you, the fives and the sevens have the same like hit, like deep thing, but mm-hmm. then you oppositely react. Yeah. So like a five fives does like too much, don't away. enjoy it. And a yeah. seven's like, just have it all and mm-hmm. just like go for it all. And this will- They're assertive. Protect me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's really interesting. So did anything stand out to you that you'd want to like sort of highlight or earmark for the audience being like, pay attention to this. Here's what I... I mean, I guess heading into it, part of me was like, gosh, how, is, how like fun is this episode going to be? Because part of the Enneagram study is like a bit recognizing your shadow side mm-hmm. and like getting mm-hmm. darker and we're an Enneagram four and five. And mm-hmm. so historically, I think our episodes are probably a bit like intense in a way. And I was like is that honoring the sevens? Are we going to be fun or is it going to be too intense? Right. Things like that. And I was really curious how it's going to turn out. So I think it was interesting how it really was very fun mm-hmm. and one of the most fun episodes we've done. And we had moments of intensity, but there is always like a, a dip back up into fun or like yeah. jokes or like, okay. And then like, what's next to talk about? Yeah. Um, they were really good. And, and that's the funny and it, thing and too. I didn't notice it that much in the moment until I was like looking back and being like, it was so fun and funny. Like, how yeah. do we talk about all of these things? And they're pros at this. Yeah, so the pros. thing is, is that the humor feels very authentic. Yeah. Not like forced. They're just so good at it. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, wait, how did we just turn that into a joke? Well, and <laughs> I think I was amazed. I just am amazed by Seven's quick-wittedness. Mm-hmm. Like, they are in the head triad and it's so, so clear. Yeah. Um, they're always thinking ahead. No, what's next? Like they'd spit like a little joke or something witty. And sometimes I just sit back and be like, how did he come up with that so fast? And then, I don't know if you relate to this, but <laughs> if, if it's like the head triad type of thing, I feel like I'm always having the same thoughts in my head, but like what we'll say about stances, like mm-hmm. that's something maybe we could do an episode on mm-hmm. someday, but like sevens are the assertive stance. Fives, yeah. me are within the withdrawn stance. I think four is too. Oh, actually. withdrawing. Yeah. yeah. So I'll have the thought, but I'm too scared to share it. I know. I know. Sevens are, I think sevens, eights and threes would just say it like it is. Mm -hmm. And they, they're not like ashamed of their thoughts. I'm like, I have a joke right now, but wait, I got to make sure it's appropriate. I got to make sure. Yeah. uh, Okay. Well, the the moment's gone. Yeah. I I can't, I didn't share my joke. Yeah. (laughs) And I think they were, they're just free. Yeah. Which is seven. That's a seven like fixation and thing is freedom. Just the ability to do whatever. Yes. Say whatever. Yes. Why not? One thought I had, because I've already edited this episode, edited, edited this episode. Um, Thinking back on it is this idea that, uh, you know, we have these fears and they may be validated through the lens of a certain type or Mm -hmm. a number on the Enneagram. Like a seven may, it it may be appropriate for a seven to be fearful of a one. I don't know why I'm Hmm. bringing up a one in the terms of like judgment or Hmm. maybe not maybe being too lighthearted and not doing things perfectly. Um, But it was interesting. This came up and I had, I've been reflecting on this and then I think about my own fears and preoccupations, but um, Mark and JJ and other sevens that we know feeling like 
they can't reveal their dark side or their fears or their worries or their realness Mm -hmm. because they won't be loved for who they are. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. you and I have this sort of reflection of and um, experience with a seven of thinking they become, they actually become more interesting when they talk about their brokenness or their, their fear or their darkness. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to keep that hidden. And it's so fun to be able to say, actually, we love that about you. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, And first of all, sevens, Sevens. We know that you're not perfect. We know that you're broken. We know that you have darkness. Yeah. So it's yeah. We, we're not certain types like Macy and me <laughs> are, aren't buying the act. We know. <laughs> no, I know. We know it's it's hiding. I something. I question every like person that I think is a seven. Like I yeah. can't. I know you can't be having that much fun. All yeah. The time. <laughs> and to think that we might actually find you more interesting and yeah. more fun to be around if you were to say, well, we have a we do have a jokey moment where Mark introduced himself to some friends of mine by, oh. t- by leading with, I'm depressed. Yeah, which is <laughs> And it was very disarming. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> and he made a joke out of it, even though he was also being serious. <laughs> <Mark>. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. It was a really fun episode. I think everybody's going to really like it. Yeah, I hope you enjoy it. I hope that if you know a seven, it's honoring to a seven. If you are a seven, mm-hmm. it's honoring to you. We love you. As a four, I am like, love you. I think yeah. you guys are great and you offer a nice... Balance to my emo-ness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to say, I mean, side note off mic, do we want to end with the seven Enneagram uh, song? Oh, we could. we could. We could highlight that here. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't highlight it at the end. Yeah, let's do it. Just so you guys know, there is an amazing podcast that we also highly recommend oh. called the Sleeping At Last Podcast. Check it out if you haven't. And I keep wanting, so essentially this guy or this band, Sleeping Ryan. At Last. It's just Ryan. Ryan. Ryan He's a nine on the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. He has been writing an album with so- a song per type. So mm-hmm. he writes a song for each type on the Enneagram. He's done one through seven so far. In the most thoughtful way, it's like mm-hmm. he spends months collecting sound bites and like instruments and noises that honor each type. So it's been good. so special. So he'll have an episode where he explains his writing process and he'll deep dive the type with Chris Hewitts, who wrote the sacred Enneagram, who we yeah. love. Yeah. It's an awesome collab. Yes. So we recommend it. And I keep, we keep thinking we want to end our Enneagram episodes with playing the song of the type and then we forget. So this episode we will end with at the very end with the, with the seven song. Sleeping at last Enneagram seven. Yeah. Which is so good. I don't know if he's going to come after us someday. Maybe I'll. Maybe I can only play half the song, <laughs> or I'll get in trouble. Who knows? Um, so we'll end this episode with the seven songs. So stick around for that. But um, aside from that, okay, uh, enjoy. we really hope you enjoy this episode. <laughs> Here we are in the house with two sevens. What, what? We're recording. <laughs> hot mic, hot mic. Hot mics. <laughs> Sibilance. <laughs> sevens, would you like to introduce yourselves? Hello, my name is JJ Kissinger. There you go. That's, that, that's JJ's voice. Yeah, that's JJ's voice. Hello, I'm Mark Rousseau. You know, one of the interesting things is that uh, I've always kind of liked that Macy and I have very different voices. Yeah. And I didn't want to have like two white men voices. Macy is now surrounded and I... 
three white, three middle-aged white, an underrepresented population in our country today. (laughs) So I, I, I do think we all have different enough voices that you would probably be able to tell who's talking. We hope so. Mark or We'll JJ. find out. We'll find out. Should I use a British accent? <laughs> Tonight, JJ will be using a British accent. Oh, I'm a seven. Blimey. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the way you know. Maybe yeah. Mark will just only talk in false. Don't let me. Don't let me yeah. do any voices. That's bad news. <laughs> uh, okay. So the way we want to get started is for you guys to talk a little bit about how perhaps you were introduced to the Enneagram, how it became, how you became aware of it and how... Maybe you started becoming aware of how you were seven. If you're seven at all, we don't know. Maybe. Yeah. The, the real joke is I'm not a seven. Shoot. I just oh, wanted to be on the show. He's an 11. <laughs> I'm an 11. <laughs> oh, God. The best Introducing ever. for the first time ever. Yeah. Uh, I'll start. Uh, yeah. Basically, I learned about it from Scott Gronholtz, this wow, guy who does this podcast. You? Uh, and, and Marissa, uh, I had heard about it earlier, but really that's when we sort of deep dived Hmm. for sure. Um, and I took the test that, I mean, you guys came to my house and we're like, you gotta take this test like right (laughs) now. We know you're a seven. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And Becky's a six. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. (laughs) So we took the test and then we started talking about it for the next three years. I think Mm -hmm. that's pretty much like, I can't think of a time. (laughs) <laughs> when we've been together and not talk about the Enneagram. Well, that might highlight a little bit about your sevenness because you lead with a lot of curiosity and we're all about curiosity on this yeah. podcast. So yeah. a lot of people have let Macy and I know very clearly that they do not want us talking about the Enneagram. Like they're like, they see us coming and they're like, no, 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 don't oh, even start. Just no in everyday they conversation. Know, they don't they want know it. we're going to bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> now, on the other hand, Mark is the type that was like, Tell me a little bit more about the Enneagram. I, what, what was that thing you said last week? I might so, have had a few moments. Yeah. You maybe had a few where like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But mostly, yeah. yeah, curious. Mostly curious. I'd like to say we've scaled back in our aggressiveness with we the have. Enneagram. We yeah, it's not season. quite like we going, like being canvassed yeah. on the yeah. street <laughs> anymore. <Yes. laughs> yeah. it, it You're like the Jehovah's like Witnesses of the Enneagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, I mean, <laughs> at, the first, at first, you're kind of, I imagine anybody being handy it's a powerful tool and and you can be pretty like irresponsible and sloppy with it and like a bible thumper we weren't like aggressively irresponsible but we probably were a little sloppy i think so i I think so yeah we're always probably sloppy we're sloppy with lots of things in life keep going Mm. i heard about the enneagram probably seven years ago when wow. I when it was invented, a significant number. When just it was kidding. invented, <laughs> he was the first. Um, I thought you invented it. Yes, I just made it up. Yep. And no, I had just you started in my current job as the director of Side by Side. Hashtag we're with you, and uh, <laughs> some branding. We, as a kind of a part of a new staff, we decided to do the Enneagram together, and we had this friend who had some expertise in interpreting the Enneagram meet mm, with us. So mm. we did kind of a half day retreat with our little staff of three people and talked about it. And I remember oh, that's such a good thing. Well, it was so great at the time. You know, it was kind of I think with any of these things, I'm interested in talking about my own type, and then I lose interest talking about other people, mm, which I don't know is about being a seven or just being generally self absorbed but 
Um, a little of both, probably. A little of both. <laughs> what came first? I don't know. If the shoe fits. Wow. But I remember <laughs> the line was, uh, the our friend Julie that was leading us through it, she said, oh, you're a seven. You know what they say? Nobody likes being a seven as much as a seven. Yes. <laughs> and that kind of yes. said the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, was yeah, that Julie Metzger? Julie Metzger. Wow. And, wow. Uh, I mean, I, I'm imagining some of our U, UPC folks will listen to this. And our, Marla, who we love, is a four. We do yeah. love Marla. Oh. We do love Marla. Mm-hmm. Yes. Was she doing it with you guys at the time? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Meeting yeah. a four that... Meeting Marla as a four was very helpful. Yes, Marla. <laughs> yes. A very mature, journey, very evolved, mature. healthy yeah. four. A deep a nice, well. A nice a deep example. Well. Yes. <laughs> so sweet. Um, okay, so I think that I think the other question is like how... How did it feel for you guys mm-hmm. discovering you seven? Did you did it feel threatening? Did it feel like you were coming home? Did it feel enlightening? I don't know. For me, it was. Uh, I'm an ENFP on the Myers Briggs, mm-hmm. and I feel like there's some similarities in the way that people respond to an ENFP and respond to a seven. There's kind of this like, of course you're a seven. <laughs> of course you're an ENFP. You know, oh, big personality, <laughs> always making everybody laugh all the time or whatever. So. <laughs> And, you know, I'm, like, eating that stuff up, right? The people <laughs> like, oh, you're a seven. Of course you're a seven. I was like, oh, what's a seven? Sounds great. Sounds fun. It does sound well, like the best great. number. Sounds yeah. Great. Well, and even, like, there's, you know, various podcasters. Ian Morgan Cron, who's, like, yeah. always talking about how he's the father of a seven. And yeah. I just love sevens. And yes. we're like, we get it, Ian. Yeah. We're the we best. sevens. If you're no, listening, Ian, love we sevens. love you. We need, they're so fun. We'll see the people say that. And I like that. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, so it was encouraging. It was. And I think there's, you know, there's um, anytime you kind of read more about it, there's that element of, you know, you see all the like nice fun things about how what people like about sevens, but then you see all the things about sort of the wound that a seven is trying to run away from and Mm -hmm. all the things Mm -hmm. that you avoid and, you know as a seven, especially you're like, Oh, well let's get back to the other parts. <laughs> that feels too real. <laughs> so that was yeah. kind of my initial, uh, you Mark had said earlier that, uh, sevens head into the spin zone. Oh yeah. Spin zone. Ooh. They yeah. try to spin something in a, in a more positive reframing, way. reframing. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. good. Yeah. No, I, I, I felt like when, I did the test and then started reading it and talking. I just felt like, oh man, like, like, wow. So, like, I guess I, at some level I felt like I, someone just sort of called me out and said, mm-hmm. this is where you're at. I know, I know how you feel. I know how you're, I know how you're, um, you're navigating the li- your life, mm-hmm. especially the piece of like your core fear being, um, avoiding pain. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, yeah. You know, I mean, it was like a, a spin zone, like, you know, oh man, this is the worst thing that ever could happen to you. And you're like, oh, well, you know, it's going to be great because mm. I'm going to be stronger and I'm going to persevere and, mm. you know, let's go get some ice cream. <laughs> 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 you know, and that, I mean, I just was like the master of that, you know? Yeah. And um, so yeah. it, I would say, I mean, it would, um, I mm. don't know what the best metaphor would be, like almost uh, where you just, like, there's a, sp- a spotlight and you realize, Oh my gosh, this is who oh, I am. That sounds like mm. a really good metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, even before we were talking about Enneagram, I mean, Mark talks about he's gone to counseling for a long time and you would say, I have a hard time acknowledging pain. You'd even say that before or darkness or. You no. Yeah. Enneagram, I mean, yeah. I, again, I think, uh, 
the Enneagram sort of um, gives you just like the language to be like, I know what I'm doing isn't sustainable. Oh, like, right. Or it isn't well, the, the, the reframing and the spinning. I know I'm not supposed to do that. Mm. <laughs> You're but I, but I don't, I don't, I can't let it go. Yeah. Mm. And wow. if I do, I'm going to die. And so I'm going to keep doing it. So, um, I think what the Enneagram says, it's like, uh, it's kind of a little bit like AA, which I've never done, Yeah. but it's like, Oh, I'm not the only one. Like, yes, mm-hmm. this is how I, people like me have dealt with pain and, mm. and it's like, Oh wow. Okay. You know? So again, like if I had known that like 20 years ago, I'd have a like a really big ass boat or something with all the counseling money I spent, mm. you know, mm. you know, uh, or something really cool. Uh, I'd be on the, the biggest adventure right now. I'd be like, <laughs> I love like all that is a seven things. thing. Like a six would have been like I would have saved a lot more money in the bank account. And yeah. I would have nope. you know more stability. But you're like I could have spent that. But some cool more more cool <laughs> things. Yeah. yeah. No. Wow. Or you know whatever it, yeah. it, was, it would have been a lot less painful. Mm to go through. I think about that same idea, but uh, looking back on marital conversations, Mm -hmm. like if we had known more about the Enneagram through various bumps along the way in our early years of marriage, I think it's just, you know, it's a tool that gives you different, a different set of words to kind of talk about who you are and how you respond to things and why. And right. Yes. 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 Yeah. Oh, go ahead. My wife is a six. Okay. And so, and we have a daughter who's like really into the Enneagram. She's, uh, she's, we think 11? she's a five. She, yeah, we think she's Ellie? a five, but yeah, I think yeah. she's 11 years old. <laughs> she's yeah. an 11 too. She's an 11 it's too. Oh, it's amazing. No. Anyways, no, she's 11. <laughs> I think she's 11. Yes. Maybe. I can't remember. Anyways, she, she's somewhere oh. in that range. She's going into sixth grade. Um, anyways, she, she said very succinctly, dad, you love to play and then the, the mm. adventures. Yeah. Oh yeah. And mom makes sure we don't die. Yeah. In the adventures, and it, that um, hmm. you know that understanding, like my wife and I, we struggle in the car, like driving, hmm. and I would be driving, and I would be like really focused on like the next adventure, or like, oh my gosh, look, you know, uh, Seinfeld's coming in town. See that billboard? I kind of be veering to the <laughs> left, and she'd be like, no, 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 you're doing this, <laughs> and Come you realize back. she's, you know she is scanning to make sure we don't die. And yeah. that is super helpful. That knowledge is super helpful. Hmm. Um, and you're and Ellie noticed it and Ellie noticed it. She yeah. just called it right out. Yeah. I'll never forget. This is one of my seven stories. I, this was not on we're my list. Get right into a story. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. But we were looking for a house in Chicago and we had these great, it was like a couple that were the brokers, the real estate brokers. And they were like in their seventies, hmm. Jewish couple, Myrna and, Arnold Skilling. Okay. And Arnold was like, I mean, they were just like the, you, I seriously, I just want to, and I was like not figuring out the rest of my stuff. So I was like full seven mode. So we would just be talking and talking and Arnold could barely drive on his own. Yeah. But now I'm talking to him about the war and, you know, being in France and like, every, he, oh, I'm going to tell you about being in France. And he was like, and the next thing you know, Becky's like, no, 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 we're going off the road, you know, like, <laughs> and, and I am like fully like, oh, Arnold, that sounds so fascinating. <laughs> and, you know, we're basically dying oh, on the road. Gosh. And um, so it was just, you know, that. That is a side note. Mark has a lot of his curiosity juices get used on studying World War II. 
Yeah. He's oh. a real oh, big World, World War II buff. Yeah. The curiosity uh, juices. The, the curiosity juice, how they get marinated in the <laughs> World War II juices. <laughs> it may have started on that, but it, that's a, like an example of like yeah. where, and I'd be like, well, Becky, why are you relaxed? It's going to be great. And that, that's not what a six needs to why hear. Why don't you yeah. relax to oh, a yeah. six? Stop. <laughs> Calm Becky, down, Becky, you're doing relax. great out there. If you're yeah, helping Becky. Becky, we're grateful for but you. But now <laughs> I'm really, I'm really thankful because um, I realize that, you know, that, that, you know, the, this language that we get from the Enneagram can really strengthen our marriage. And you really now all of a sudden appreciate <sighs> that somebody can, yeah. you know, is mm. making sure your family's going to be okay. Yes. Yeah. That's a good yeah. thing. Do you relate to the, uh, let's, let's go together. Let's forget. Who needs podcast hosts? Who needs these people? <laughs> Do you relate if, to the these? more we good. talk, the less they talk, 100%. which is good for us. We'll be out of here in 10 minutes. <laughs> yes. Um, so good. <laughs> the gluttony piece. Mm. Uh, mm. that was another big one for me that I think is another part of, of this that. conversation. Yeah. Right. Uh, that can be kind of framed in like, they love life and they love mm. tasting mm. the flavors mm-hmm. and seeing yeah. the sights. And, but then the dark side is like, they are running from their problems mm-hmm. and will shove their faces full of brownies or drink yep. eight glasses of wine or <laughs> whatever to not feel the yep. feelings. And, uh, that was an interesting, I think that has been a really insightful piece of, yep. Uh, taking something that kind of on the outside people think of as like, you're so fun and yep. always up for the fun next adventure or whatever. But, you know, when you realize what's behind that, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a little Well, so I'm eight years sober. Okay. So, so you're not drinking all the wine. It also just wine. highlights how long I've known you. Yep. Wow. Um, that's nuts. Eight years? Eight years, Yeah. Yeah. You just Congratulations. Stopped I just stopped drinking. Huh? Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's such an interesting time. Yeah. 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 Um, and I was thinking about that today, like the connect, because like, I mean, uh, the whole part about sevens being um, more prone to addiction. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking about like what, um, I, I think ultimately that alcohol was a way for me to like fit in, mm-hmm. like um, to be a little bit older because I was way really young when growing up in my family. So it was a way to fit in. Um, That's probably the biggest thing. Um but ultimately, um, I just decided that it didn't fit in my life. But I think that, w- again, is super helpful. Like, you realize, like, um, you're prone to those addictive behaviors, and mm-hmm. um, it's really hard to stop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would oftentimes say, hey, I'm going to go to this thing. I had years of shame about, like, I'm going to go to this thing. I'm not going to drink. And it's like, the next thing you know, I'm rip roaring drunk. It's and so having, fun. It's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh man, uh, it's so. so funny. That is so the difference from the types because mm-hmm. I've never been. I, I I always get so nervous if I start to feel anything, and I really dial it back, and I get yeah. calm, and I go in a corner and sit by myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or I go yeah. home. Yeah. I go home if, yeah. if it's starting to feel out of hand in any way. Yeah. Um. But it's like back to the gluttony thing. It's like or just consumption in general. I think the thing that's mm-hmm it has a dark side at the same time you typically sevens invite people into that consumption. Mm -hmm. And for example, like JJ is such a great cook and he always loves to bless people with his cooking, you you know, but it's like (laughs) you, what are we doing? Like, where's the food? Yeah. And, and, uh, you invite people into that and, um, it's a beautiful thing. But I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I don't think your cooking has like a dark side. But <laughs> I'm very stressed. I need to cook. <laughs> yes. But hosting hosting and experiences and bigness can probably be a little bit of a dark side. I don't know. I don't know for you if it feels 
Is there a dark well, side? Well, I think there's. Uh, What's your dark side gluttony? Let's, part of it let's, is. Yeah, yeah. What is share it? Share it up. I. This <laughs> is so stupid up. to say, but I think about like, I love eating. I mean, I do love uh, yeah, good yeah. food. Mm-hmm. And so part of it is like, I don't want to be disappointed by mm. somebody else's mm. half-assed wow. effort or whatever. So I'm like, I'll cook all the things. Like oh, yes. Scott and I and a big group of friends do this. We basically invented what has now become culturally known as Friendsgiving. We invented We've it. been doing it for like 15 years. It. So come at me if yeah, you've been I doing it for 20, longer than that. I think 30 years we've, we've been, been doing it. 30 years. Oh my God. Since, <laughs> we were, well, since, since we were five. But since uh, before they met as friends. Anyways, I... <laughs> very soon into the tradition was like, I'll just make everything. I'll just take care of all of it, you guys. And it's just because I'm like, I just want to do it the way that I do it. Yep. Yeah. Because it's so good. Well, let me just say so this, good. this about we have. So JJ and I work at the same church. Okay. I'm doing this for Justin. Justin, if you're listening to this podcast. We love you, Justin. University Presbyterian Church. Justin is always concerned that I'm not saying the full church. He's like, oh, I, I make it too vague. So Justin, there it is. University oh, Justin? Yeah. Oh, Justin. Hey, hey Justin. You. <laughs> so, so, so JJ and I work at University Presbyterian Church. Now, once a month, we have a 45, staff, 50, yeah, 50 the, the that, I don't even know the address. <laughs> uh, once a month, we have a staff lunch and we typically get some pizza. That's fine. It's not anything to write home about. Is it B minus? It's, it's B minus pizza. It's pretty good pizza. Thanks for the pizza. Whoever orders it, we're grateful. It's not, <laughs> it's not amazing pizza. We're also pizza snobs because we live in Seattle. So I'm sorry. Maybe you're a pizza snob. I think the pizza's fine. I am a pizza snob. <laughs> fine, How though. can you be That's a pizza what snob? It is. It's fine. It's like, well, it's not fine. Is it amazing? You don't go home that day and you're like, oh my gosh, that yeah, pizza. I'm still thinking about that pizza. I never expected this, all, this okay. church thing to have grand pizza. No, I didn't expect that either. All I'm it's just church pizza. The facts, the facts oh, okay. is it's right. B minus pizza. I don't think anybody at church would be offended that I said that. <laughs> no. Okay. We'll find out. So, yeah, we'll, <laughs> oh, sorry, everybody. So uh, we, have, we have this. And then, and then since I've been working there, JJ's been working there a lot longer than me. You have the classic at the end of the pizza line as everybody's getting pizza. We have like 60 staff members. And at the end of the line, we have the big giant like iceberg salad with some like cruddy. I'm sorry. I'll, uh, <laughs> not very good. Uh, average. Oh, disgusting. We'll try like ranch, yeah. three pathetic slices yeah. of tomato and like seven <laughs> olives from some can <laughs> and horrible dressing with plastic spoons that you're supposed to pour over the, and it's okay, not good. So about a year, <laughs> about a year ago, maybe a little bit more, oh I, I always got to the end of the pizza line and there was this beautiful salad, a beautiful salad. I won't even describe it because I want JJ to, but since we all know now, yeah. We've all been conditioned. We're spoiled that we'll have this average pizza, and at the end we'll get an A plus salad an made A by JJ. Salad. And he a, came I in and he said, "I am not salad. putting up with this mediocre salad anymore. We're gonna have fun. We're gonna have a good salad." <laughs> <laughs> Becky, who was helping order all the food, was like looking at this pathetic iceberg salad. She's like, "Can you believe they charge forty five dollars for this?" <laughs> I said, "Becky." You give me forty five dollars, I'm gonna yes. make a salad. Yes, I'm going and real people salad. are We're gonna remember. Yeah. Can, can you describe a typical JJ salad? It is like a kale salad. Yes. Oh, yes. Both green and purple kale because you eat with your eyes first. 
Wow. You didn't think you're going to be able to do Here two and a half hours of this seven, show. I know, right? Well, now that we're talking <laughs> salad, make yourselves comfortable, <laughs> listeners. We're going to have the next section. In, when we come back, everybody, JJ's going to talk about salads for a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Talk about this stuff. Um, you know, lots of veggies. Shaved carrots, oh, uh, yeah. little sweet peppers cut into rings, <laughs> pumpkin seeds, tomatoes. Nice. Papitas, maybe? Uh, papitas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Si. Mm. Uh, a homemade salad dressing that has dill and oh, yogurt, kind of creamy yogurt dressing. That ain't dressing. no B minus salad right no. there. It's so good. Scott loves himself some salad. It's real good. Sometimes some feta cheese if yep. you're Ooh, feta cheese. into that. It's a bold yeah, choice. If you're feeling cheesy. Yeah. yeah. This is a seven, folks. Seven. I'm not going to put up with this mediocre salad. Limitless. It's true. I do. I love. <laughs> why wouldn't we elevate it? Why wouldn't we make it better? Right? I agree with that. But, that's the thing that's offered to us yeah. is they yeah, like think it. everything could be better. Like, yeah. oh, there's can. always more. There's always like yes. more to be had, more to do. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good thing. We need we all we need all numbers. They yeah. all do something for us. But mostly we need seven. Mostly we need sevens. So I think what I'm picking up and what I hear you saying is. I don't know if I want more sevens, just more of me being a seven. <laughs> well said, Mark. This is a funny thing. It's like Macy we're said sevens are narcissistic and I didn't believe it. Oh, sevens I said, I thought really threes were narcissistic. My kids asked me today, what are you going to go do? I said, I'm going to go talk about myself the entire time. This is great. They love them. They're like, you're going to love it. I don't think there's anything more proof that Mark and I are both sevens in that from what I understand, both of us came to you, Scott, and said, you better ask me to be on the episode. Yeah, I want to be the seven. I'm a seven. I better be featured. Sevens and eights are the only people yeah. who have really So here we are. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's the first part. <coughs> when, oh, okay. when we come back, we're just going to try to read a little bit of the wisdom. Yeah, we'll read the wisdom probably. And it, maybe maybe we'll def, do are we gonna get back to passages. Me? Yeah, we're gonna, then we're going to get back dueling to it. Passages. Like, what if we read? Oh my God. Let's have it. Be, it'd be interesting to read. Like, <laughs> okay, you guys read. We're going to go have a drink. <laughs> I'm going to go make a salad. We have to combine a little bit of the styles. The JJ and Mark style is just deep dive well, themselves. Riff. And we got to bring some books in. Um, we're going to just Mark do and our JJ bit. are very well just read. Kidding. I want to say that. But um, That's it'd be fun to read. So like, nice. It's true. We oh are read. We know uh, how to I read. have read books in my day. <laughs> to to read like the first paragraph of the sevens from the wisdom and the first paragraph from Beatrice. Two books. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yes. Just the first paragraph. Good call. Just see Beatrice. what it says. Yeah. Okay. Good call. When we come back. Tonight's a wrap. Ne- on our next podcast, we'll be talking right. about. We're back. We took a little break <laughs> and things got out of control <laughs> during the break. <laughs> the sevens are trying to take over. Control. This, this is never happened. Oh, we're not sucks. trying to take. We're, we're taking over. over. We're we're we got a new show. Over. What's it going to be called, JJ? You, JJ and it's me. It's going to be called Nobody <laughs> Likes Being a Seven as much as a Seven. <laughs> yeah. Did he? Yeah. Okay, we're going to try to swing it back into some. Scott and Macy vibe. This by is going to be some serious time. We're going to read from the, the wisdom of the Enneagram. And, yeah. and we, we want to get your responses. But here's the deal. What we want a little bit of is 
Well, we're on a little bit. We're Mark in. is playing with our microphone. <laughs> I uh, fell asleep. Very just like, expensive oh, yeah. gear. Because. Oh, that was the sound of Mark's <laughs> head hitting the table and falling asleep. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, Don't give you rib. Yeah. You know that's bad news. Yeah, I know. It was really bad. Mark gets, Mark gets into laughing fits. <laughs> that's part of who he is. That's good. <laughs> so, so we're going to read a little bit of the... These are the two books we highly recommend on this podcast. We mm. recommend two the of complete the many books. Enneagram. Two of the many I guess these are the books we recommend to get going. Yeah, yeah, I would say. These are the Get Going books? And the Sacred Enneagram. So the Complete Enneagram by Beatrice Chestnut and the Wisdom of the Enneagram Mm -hmm. by Riso Hudson. Yeah. So we're going to read a portion of the wisdom and get By Don Riso and Russ Hudson. Thoughts. Mm Mm-hmm. So we and then to we're going to try to read a little bit of Beatrice and get their thoughts. And and we're also going to, I want you guys to be thinking in the audience, in the background of your head, uh, what do we, what, what, what worked better this time? Beatrice? Or wisdom worked better. I don't know. What did we like? What it, what was more helpful? What was phrased better? What what oh, was more I helpful? Think, well, I don't think that's what we should come. I'm about hitting the two against each knowledge. other. Knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> we should battle. not pit them against each other. They're gonna offer different things, and they're gonna offer both good things. Battle I'm of doing the serious enneagram. Books. I'm doing it for fun. I want to. I want to. I want to just offer that. To All right, for fun, fun. If you want, it does sound fun. fun. <laughs> See, I'm trying to be a seven tonight. <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> you guys, wouldn't it be fun? <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> that's cute. That's sweet. Okay. okay, Macy's so getting trying to get earnest, you guys. I'm gonna try to here get we are. Okay. Yeah. So this is <laughs> just leaning in. Okay, this is from the wisdom. This is the busy, fun-loving type: spontaneous, versatile, acquisitive, and scattered. Mm. Um, their basic fear is of being deprived and trapped in pain, and their basic desire is to be happy, satisfied, and to find fulfillment. Okay, then I'll just read the first paragraph. We have named this personality type the enthusiast because sevens are enthusiastic about almost everything that catches their attention. They approach life with curiosity, optimism, and a sense of adventure. Like kids in a candy store who look at the world in a wide-eyed, rapt rapt anticipation of all the good things they are about to experience. They are bold and vivacious, pursuing what they want in life with a cheerful determination. They have a quality best described by the Yiddish word chutzpah, a kind of brash nervousness. Ooh. A brash nervousness? That's a good description. Okay. Yeah, so sevens. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I would just say, yes, the best. Yeah, yeah. Right there. <laughs> the best. <laughs> Practically perfect. Practically Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to be a seven? Is Mary Poppins a seven? I don't no, know. I think Mary Poppins no. would be a one. Yeah. A one uh, a really whimsical one, yeah. yeah. Ooh, oh, okay, Mary Poppins mm-hmm. is healthy one. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, what, does anything stand out to you guys about that? Uh, the words or the phrases or the descriptions there? <laughs> there is, I mean, one of the first words in that paragraph was busy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The and busy, fun-loving type. I think there is something to that of, uh, I'm aware of kind of the speed of my brain hmm. is uh, different than a lot of the people that I am around. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's part yeah. of why I can't hang with long conversations because mm-hmm. I feel like I kind of know where this is going to go and oh. I'm ready for the next conversation. Yes. Or yes. Uh, I, well, here's a classic story. I was, we were going our family, my wife and our two kids and I were going somewhere. We had to take two cars. And I said, Jane, to our six-year-old daughter, Jane, do you want to ride with me or with mommy? She's like, I want to ride with mommy. I was like, come on, Jane, ride with me. She's like, no, I want to ride with mommy. 
So I'm by myself, and both of the kids are in Lisa's car. So I know. So we sold her. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, We so. Oh my gosh, Jane, baby, if you're listening, it's not true. It's not true. We didn't sell you. You're still our baby. (laughs) Um, So when we get to our destination, I was like, Jane, why didn't you want to ride with me? And she looks at me and she goes, Daddy, I wanted to go with mommy because mommy has more silence. Ooh. Oh, wow. What a story. And I was like, dang, because it's if it's not me being like, Jane, how was your day? What did you do at recess? What did you do in music? Did you sing or did you play an instrument? Well, what was it? Blah, 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 blah. Or <laughs> I'm listening to music or a podcast or whatever. Mm. Uh, there's just, I like a lot going on. I like a lot of stimulation and interesting yeah. things. Mm. And it's so clear to me why. Mm. You know, like it's so clear that it's like, I'm going to drive to work and listen to a funny podcast because I have a lot going on at work and I don't want to like have my heart start Mm. beating fast and feel stressed. I just want to have a nice, Mm. calm 20 minute drive and listen to something that makes me laugh. And you know, but then you listen to the podcast and you're talking on the phone and you're texting while you're driving. I would never (laughs) text or look at Facebook or social media while I drive. And by that, I mean, I do that on the daily. (laughs) You know, the image that came to mind as you were talking is this, is that a dog from up? Where he's like squirrel, squirrel, oh, squirrel. That seems yeah, like a seven. Yeah, yeah. I think a golden retriever puppy is a good seven yeah. energy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, oh, what's next? What's next? Okay. Yeah, you and know. it's also interesting to think about our types in, in how we deal with pain, because mm-hmm. probably none of us naturally deal with it in a in a healthy or Mm-mm. productive way. But like Macy and I both, I think, tend to be the types that indulge pain. Yeah. Mm. Like if pain exactly. comes, I'm like, now I'm going to sit for two hours and think about mm-hmm. this yeah. and I'm getting sad. I'm going to get not, sadder. Not gonna do that. And this is dark and it means life is meaningless. Let's Why would you do that? About Why that. would you do that? Oh Go do that. Down the hole. So no wonder you're so depressed either. That's the Let's other like a salad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, uh, th- um, th- I relate to this story. Um, but I also kind of feel like a, an evolved seven a little bit. Here we go. So, um, I'll say that, but I remember, I remember like, I'd be like, oh, I get to drive to Portland. Mm. It's the best yeah. by myself. Mm. Mm. And people would be like, oh, by yourself. You're going to just sit there and contemplate, listen to radio, listen to podcast. No, I'm going to call somebody oh, every yeah. minute. Oh, every oh, minute? Oh, oh, no, oh, meaning, oh. meaning I'm going to call. A lot. Macy's not there. I'm going to call Scott. Yeah. Scott's not oh. there. Oh, JJ, yeah. let's talk for half an hour. Oh. Yep. Half an hour, half an hour, half an hour. And who's the next person? Boom. So it's just like, so uh, by the time I am, so have gone, <laughs> I've, for f- whatever, it's three hour drive. Yeah. The three hour drive, I've talked the entire time. Yeah. Wow. That's wow. wow. That's crazy that's to me. Living. And I was thinking that's about that. Living. And I was thinking about that story today and I did it. Like I, I haven't done that in a long time, but on the way home today, I called my brother, not home, called my sister, not home, called my, never somebody, done that. Got somebody. Never done that. If someone doesn't pick up, I'm like, oh, I tried calling someone today. <laughs> winning, winning Macy. On to next yeah. month. Oh I have like a call list. I mean, I could, I could, yeah, yeah. That's one of the things. I'm sure people call. Sometimes I call days. people and they'll be like, "We just talked." Yeah, like, why are you calling? But yeah. I don't know. It's just, um, well, but it's I don't do that imagine. quite as much. I only I do that twice a week. This that night. there's no. an introverted seven. I can't imagine. I know it's kind of like finding an extroverted five. It just feels weird. Out of its very nature. Yeah. But I don't know. But yeah. So, but I, th- I feel like in my current version, like mm-hmm. Mark 3.0. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mark I feel 3.0. like I definitely feel more introverted. Like I'm, or like I don't quite feel as ramped about like talking mm-hmm. all the time or being in a social situation mm-hmm. all the time. But um, but even last night we had a c- conference call for this nonprofit that I'm involved in at 9:30, and so we get on the call 
I mean, nine thirty is way past my bedtime, or it's like I'm ready. I get a You're thing on my, to bed. I get a thing on my phone that says nine time nine thirty is time to go to bed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And Good I get on the call. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a half an hour. Mm-hmm. I come down, and my wife's like ready for bed. And, and oh, I'm is like, this bingo? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like not bingo. Uh, ping pong, ping pong. Yeah. And I come to bed, and I'm like, I'm so. I'm like. I mean, I'm not. I don't say anything, but I'm just like. Let's read. Let's talk. Let's 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 watch a show. Let's you let's got get reactivated. I'm Amp. reactivated. You She's been... like, "What is going on?" <laughs> yes, it's so out of character for me yes. at that time, and I feel bad because I think it's just the you know like I don't always bring that energy to mm-hmm. a one person one on one with my wife or my kid, but I do just the way I'm wired in that group conference call setting mm. where you're not even seeing anybody <gasps> i get ramped that's oh, good what you just said really <laughs> helped me really? i agree i because See, this is why we need our own <laughs> yes <laughs> i can agree more. i can help you you can i wonder me. what our guests think about that <laughs> i Scott, bet you Macy, can what do you sing. yeah <laughs> <laughs> never mind we have probably more insight but uh <laughs> definitely have more insight. no what you said about uh the energy rising with a crowd in a yeah. different way than it rises when you're having, and that can be tricky because I yeah. mean, Lisa, yeah, it, my wife, is like very quality time, yeah. and her energy goes up with kind of one-on-one. Yep, me too. Time, and that can feel I'm like a diss. I'm sure. Yeah, totally. It's you know, a, so I I try to work on that, but. But Lord knows, we probably are both going to go home tonight and be like, oh my I'm God, so I sounded so good on the podcast. I just want to yeah, talk about it. I might it. want to get a rough cut, like right out of the gate. <laughs> just yes. listen to it all night. Oh, this is easily the night. most we've laughed on the podcast. <laughs> For sure. This is crazy. Um, yeah, wow. Well, I mean, it, it does, I mean, these are two very healthy sevens. You yeah. Know? It's like, I mean, I mean you, you have obviously your, Foibles, should we call them foibles? Piccadillos, different levels at different times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything that but Macy generally. read seemed positive. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. Foibles, <laughs> positive. Um, yeah, and you know, I will say we'll read it later, but there is something about sevens helping us to see the positive side. Oh, mm-hmm. I a hundred percent need yeah. so many sevens around me. Yeah, I really, I tried to embrace seven energy this week, which as a that's four why we invited you on our exhausting. show. <laughs> it's exhausting. We wanted to, we wanted to lift but you up. But I think up. it was good. I think it was good for me. Just like yeah. it's very tiring. Yes, I know. I mean, it, I don't. It is just so that. interesting to compare the way we are, though. Like hearing yeah. their stories. Like mm-hmm. even last night, we had a weird moment in my family. Again, just con- contrasting the different types. Like, I came home after a very long day, and then we had our youth group, so I came home at, like, 10, and I, I came up and announced, like, the opposite. And my wife's the same because she's an extrovert. So if she came home from being around people, she'd come up home ramped. Mm-hmm. I came home exhausted, and I came up, and everybody was up still watching TV, and I said, I'm going downstairs for my time now. I will not be available. <laughs> you, know, you know, and it's like, I'm going to read, I have a puzzle I've been working on, so I'm going to say about that puzzle. And, uh, <laughs> oh, grandpa. You know, Avery came down and tried to, my daughter came down to try to talk to me, and of course it's like, you try to be loving and stuff, but I was like, I ha- I told you that I'm not available. You know, I'm, I'm very much like shut down. I'm not getting re-ramped after mm-hmm. that, you know. Hmm. And it's just different. We're all just different. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like you're similar, right? I mean, you don't oh. get re-ramped. Once um, you're in shutdown mode? Yeah, no, I would say in general, although sometimes I can come home, home can be a place that really either like calms me down or like, cause I just feel so like safe at home. I'm like, woohoo. 
for some But you wouldn't mm-hmm. like be like, let's go back out or something like that. No, yeah. gosh, no. <laughs> After coming home? Yeah. yeah. But no. you get really get in that four wing five headspace based on what I know about you is you'll text me and be like, I'll, you'll get out of the oh, car because sometimes I, I drive Macy home. And I'm like, all right, bye. Like, no, no. But you'll, you'll get out of the car and be like, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. I'm heading home. I'm like, good night. It's obviously you're kind of shutting down. But then you'll say you got a second wind yeah. when you got back in the house and you'll like rant. Yeah. I usually I get mad sometimes. Yeah. This is a side thing. <laughs> Just to bring it back to the sevens. Yeah, please. Uh, <laughs> and ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Tonight I was kind of early and I was driving around Queen Anne and I was like, I did the same thing driving that I do when that. we go to, out to dinner or whatever, like for a date night that it'll be like a Tuesday night. We'll be in Ballard. And I'm like, mm-hmm. sweetie. Look at all these people. They're like out doing all these things and eating at all these restaurants. It's just like amazing and mind blowing, partly because we are in the young children living in shoreline, very small life, which does not really (laughs) feed the kid in a candy store kind of uh, thing. You know what I'm saying? But like just driving around, I was like, look at the houses on Queen Anne and Cary Park and Oh my gosh, it just was, it's so exciting. Mm. I like can't get enough oh. of all the stimulation <laughs> of just being out in like the world. Everything can stimulate yes. you. It's wow. just like, it always is exciting. Woo. Okay. So I'm going to just read the beginning of Beatrice and then we're going to use this as another springboard. Oh, yeah. I'm Beatrice. sorry. I got to say, say, can I say oh, one please, thing? Please, please. The one thing that I would say that I, I feel, I mean, mm-hmm. I get ramped with new people. Like yes. I oh, have a new people blind spot. Oh, mm. no, no, and no. And it'd be like, oh, new people. And it's like, I can make a first impression. I'm the best first impression person. No. Um, like you are. Servers at restaurants? Oh, yeah. I agree <laughs> that you are. So I'm I, saying no. That I, and, I'm, and, I, and I just sort of gravitate and I leave the people that I love behind. Oh. Oh, you know, I was, and, I was does reading that about sense? this. Yeah, yes. of how they can, sevens can be so warm and caring and have like deep relationships yeah. in a way and be webbed to so many different people. Yeah. And it's so hard for them because it's like, what about your close loved ones? Yeah. Like, and ultimately, I think this is a pain piece, right? Because ultimately, the reason I like the new people, they don't know anything about <laughs> me. Yikes. So they can't, they're going to like me. And I'm, oh, they're going to be in the new category until they get to know me. Then I got to find new, new people. Mm. Whereas the people that are around me, uh, my loved ones, they know me. I can't pretend anymore. There's mm-hmm. no more dancing to Dang make it. them like yeah, me. Yeah, they've seen that show. And they've seen already. that show. Oh. And so I don't really want to be with them. Some yeah. And so, I mean, people, it's, um, I mean, I've, I, like I have, a, I have a, re- a really good friend where, you know, sometimes our relationship is difficult and, and like I'll meet somebody and I'll be like, oh, I'm just going to hang with that person. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, and now my self awareness, like, look, I can't have new new people. I don't. My life's not big enough. Hmm. I, this is a, a relationship I'm invested in, and you know, this is the work. Yeah. The work is, hey, you know what? I don't really like myself either, and and yeah. hopefully we can work through our relationship and hmm. you know, you know, deepen our friendship. But I, the new new people, is like. Oh, it's funny how so you good. could even use your your pain or your issues to draw people in like I'm only saying this because there's a legendary story of Mark and this goes oh, to your no, first impression oh, no. but like he, we this was year <laughs> this was years and years ago when our kids were still in elementary school but it was like as we were becoming friends with Mark so he was already in like friend zone but like 
Marissa had a friend and that's my wife and they were on the playground at our elementary school and Mark comes up after dropping out his kids. I do not know this friend. Uh, She's from Portland or yeah, something. Yeah. She's from out of town. Yeah. Her name's Mary. She doesn't listen to this podcast, but Hey Mayor. Hey Mayor. <laughs> She'll uh, listen to this one. JJ Come on, Mayor. <laughs> but uh uh, yeah, Mark just comes up and we're like, oh, here's Mark. And, and you know, we're so excited. Here's my friend Mark. He's like, hey, I'm Mark. I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said I'm so depressed. I'm so depressed. Uh, but like instantly. In like a cheerful way. Yeah, but it was like an icebreaker. But it's going to be we're okay. I'm going to be laughing. great. Yeah, yeah. And, and like now we're, we're kind of endeared to him. Oh. But at the same time, it's kind of sad. And it's like, <laughs> it's just so funny. Mark. It's a mess. Such a fun, funny Mark. Thing. Like he wasn't doing it in this way like, Whoa, is me? I'm depressed. He was kind of doing it as a joke, but it's actually true. It's it's really well. There's the great. Uh, there's a gift of compartmentalization that can mm. really be useful <laughs> at times, but it's just also um, a little alarming when you're aware of it. Yeah, how easy it is to sort of cover over the real with a little joke or yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, humor. Yeah. Humor. Yeah. When I our, my best friend we, we met in in college. He was I was a sophomore. He was a freshman. And we bonded like there was like one like the first time we met, mm-hmm. and we decided that um, nobody knew us, mm. R- really. Like we mm. had like if, when we would go home, people would say, "Mark's my best friend." Mm. In like twenty contexts, I have fourteen best friends in different places, oh. and then but we w- we both like they don't know who I am. Oh mm. right, and um, they don't. Um, and we bonded. It's like, okay, we're going to be the one person we actually know. Oh, mm. that's and that, sweet. And that's we've been, thing. and now, I mean, that was a long, long time ago. I can't even. So there's even this thing of like, maybe the most friends and sometimes, sometimes lonely. Yeah. You know? Yes. Hmm. Oof. Yuck. Okay, I'm going to just read Beatrice for fun. And, and okay, so now we, we need to have song and dance. We have no. Yeah, <laughs> now we're going to Beatrice. Ourselves You're going to kill this, Evan. <laughs> yeah. uh, we don't really need this, but because uh, we're having such an easy conversation, but I really I do want to read it just for fun. Um, for Beatrice. <clears throat> First of all, she put some quotes at the beginning of hers from different thinkers. She has a quote from Bill Maher, which is interesting. Um, Men are only as loyal as their options. That's a mm-hmm. quote from Bill Maher. Mm-hmm. Uh, if and then, oh, yeah. geez, <laughs> and then another quote from WC Fields: "If you can't dazzle them with brilliance, baffle them with bull." <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I feel like both of you are good. At that. WC, wow. another initial yeah. name. <laughs> okay. okay, I'll just read a little bit of this. Type seven represents. Oh, and everybody, just for the record, we are officially. Um, competing tonight with the wisdom and Beatrice Chestnut, oh <laughs> and we're deciding which is better. We have to make a decision. This fits under the category of fun. <laughs> Macy doesn't want any competition with these. They're both wonderful resources. Okay, uh, Type Seven represents the archetype of the person who seeks pleasure in different forms as a distraction from the discomfort, darkness, and downside of life. This archetype's drive is to defend against the experience of pain using intelligence, imagination, charm, and enthusiasm, and to avoid fear through an optimistic outlook. The Jungian concept of the purer or the divine child is another form of this archetype. It represents a symbol for future hopes, the potentiality of life, newness itself, frivolity, pleasure, and play. Jung characterizes this archetype as the eternal child who resists growing up as a way of trying to avoid taking on responsibility. Now, having said that, we're sitting with 
with two people that take on responsibility very well, along with its commitments, encumbrances, and difficulties. This archetypal character predominantly focuses on the lighter sides of life, the enlivening, charming, and refreshing elements of human experience, avoiding the darker shadow aspects of human experience, the type 7 personality, and the pure... I don't know this word. P-U-E-R. I've never seen that. Pure. Pure. (laughs) Sorry, everybody. Let's look it up together. Pause the podcast and look it up. The pure, pure archetype embody a highly positive idealism, a youthful enthusiasm, a focus on future hopes. Future. This archetype's dark side reflects the opposite of these qualities in its unconscious unwillingness to face the pain of separation, aging, and mortality. Oof. Okay, so we're going to put a poll on our Enneagram and we're going to say which was better, the wisdom or Beatrice? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I we don't could, mean that at all. It's like a celebrity yeah. death yeah, match. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I think Beatrice <laughs> is going to win on that one. Oh. Beatrice was pretty good. Beatrice is pretty great. Yeah. They're both amazing. We recommend both and we love both. But uh, I got distracted whatever. and was looking up Puer. Puer. Did you it's, find it? It has to do with tea, from what I can understand oh, okay. on the internet. That little brief moment we found out it had to do with so, tea. So I'm not sure that's what Beatrice is meaning. <laughs> we did post um, a picture of Peter Pan on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. So this, that seems to be true. Yeah, the JJ's wearing child. tights. JJ's no, wearing tights right now. Have it. He came in tights. I awesome. did dress up as Robin Hood at camp side by side one time and wore green tights. And there was a lady, middle-aged lady that was like, Hey, nice gams. Oh, Hey, <laughs> so that felt pretty good. It's good. It's just good. Seven's love options, right? <laughs> so, I ordered a Batman costume on the internet Here we go. and I put it on and, uh, it was not pretty. <laughs> not good games. I think in general, <laughs> you shouldn't <laughs> order costumes on the internet. Oh, sure. Yeah. Especially the ones that are form-fitting. Yes. And made out of Did you spirits. not realize it was like the naughty Superman I costume? don't know. I don't know. All oh, I know gosh. is my kids it's said, you look more like gams. fat man than Batman. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what is That's happening? <laughs> oh, well. I do feel like this is exactly what Beatrice was talking about. Yes. Mm-hmm. The shadow side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I guess you two are like the healthy, some of the healthier sevens I know. So I don't want to roast sevens or anything like that, but I, I don't have a pro- I don't have a true problem with sevens. Sometimes I get concerned oh. for sevens. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we're addicted. What do you I mean? Say more about that. Um, just in the sense of like not not being able to slow down or mm. stop or reflect, and, and it's like it, the, the interesting thing about sevens though um, is that they are in the head triad. So mm-hmm. five, sixes, and sevens are on the head triad. Sevens are thoughtful in their very own way. I think the difference between me and sevens that I ref- experience is, to a certain extent, sevens are almost maybe, perhaps classically speaking, more intelligent in the mm-hmm. sense that they know more. Tell me more about that. Uh, well, I'm just saying that... I, <laughs> I, I understand what you mean completely. It's that thing that JJ <laughs> and I were talking about. Yeah, JJ will say like he doesn't have time for the long or or the interest or the patience maybe mm-hmm. for the long three-hour deep dive. So, so while I'm going three, five, six, seven hours a month, a year, a week, Into whatever, seven. on one topic, JJ's done... 50 topics, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and same with Mark. That's the thing, both of you, I mean, both, all, all sevens are curators for me to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. If I'm talking to either one of you, have you checked this out? Have you listened to this? Mm-hmm. Have you listened to this? You're always one step ahead of me because I like to think in my life, I'm the curator, hmm. but I'll get around a seven and they're like, yeah, already said, yep, check that out. Mm-hmm. Or, what? Yeah, but I would, yeah. I, would, I have a few I, things I recommend. Yeah, no, yeah. But I would say we're, we're like a generalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, we, I've got a, I've yeah, got a little bit of knowledge in a lot of areas. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I I think ultimately, I'm putting words in your mouth, but the thing I worry about sevens is that we're runners. Mm. Runners, yeah. We're just runners. You know, yeah. like, and it's the whole pain thing. It's the work thing. It's the workaholic thing. It's the, yeah. mm-hmm. um, I mean, ultimately that's what addiction is. I think you're mm-hmm. running, you know, um, and you know, I, I mean, I, I think the hardest, the, the thing that I'm working most focused on is not running from people who I love the most, you know, mm-hmm. like being present mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the people you, but it's just really hard. It's, yeah. it's, um, I think it's all wrapped up in that, um, you know, that whole, you know, they know me and I don't want anybody to know me. Mm. So I'm mm. running away from that and I'm going to find my new, new people. Mm. And uh, so, I mean, I, that's, I think that, that that's the worry I have for sevens. I mean, I see it also, mm. I think for some weird reason, like we might have uh, like everyone in my family is a seven, like my, my nuclear family, like, mm-hmm. like my mm-hmm. growing up family. Oh, interesting. That's and interesting. it's like, Oh my gosh, together. get off the treadmill. Hmm. Like, you know, stop, just, yeah. The, Do you feel like, say again about, you were talking about that, the new, new people, uh, and like the sense of when you have people that do know you, yeah. would you describe it as kind of like, I don't know the right word, almost you sort of feel embarrassed or kind of like a little bit of shame that they know you, or kind of you just feel bad for them that they know all of the things, mm. even the dark things, yeah. and that they're not able to just enjoy oh. the show like yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. waitress did at dinner or something. Yeah. Well, there's look, a sweetness have you, to that. Have, you, have right? you ever said to yourself, if people really knew me, well, yeah, then I would be. That would be the worst. But I do feel. I mean, I, I guess That's what I'm saying is, I've had. I think both we've both yep. had have people and have had people in our lives that you look at them and go, "You do know me," yep. you know. Uh, but I think in those relationships, I, I'm just kind of realizing there is this sort of sense of, I'm kind of sad for you that you have lost the like glimmer of yeah. me that all these strangers at arm's oh, length kind of yeah. go. He's oh, so yeah. fun and he's so light and yeah, all that's of that. Which I'm like, my, my, my I'm thing would be would be I I um, actually this is going to come back to my, like making salad for me, Ooh, which is what a theme. Um, Here we go. For me, <laughs> the people who know me, I've lost control. Hmm. Ooh, interesting. So in the new yeah. new people, it's like, look at me. I'm funny. I'm I'm, oh, I'm vulnerable. So I'm cool. Yeah, I've got yeah. my little marinating topics, and you know, I've got my little hobbies. But then for the people who really know me, it's like, yeah. Well, when you come home, you take a nap. Yeah, because you're exhausted. Oh yeah. Or yeah. you don't have time for me. Or you know whatnot. And so that is the hmm. yeah. And then so then the seven in me is like. Well, I can't be around those people. Like that, Oof. that, you know, that makes me feel like inadequate or it makes me f- not feel good about myself. So mm. I'm going to, I got to find my new, new people that I can charm and mm. whatnot. So it's another, mm. me- this is just an image. I, I like, make me- sense? for sure. These metaphors yeah. and images, like, uh, for some reason, and I wasn't like a huge fan of, of this show. I didn't really watch it that much, but I think of like the way the the television show The Incredible Hulk used to end. Do you ever watch The Incredible yeah, Hulk? Like yeah, the, yeah. the TV show. The green guy. Yeah, it always Bill ended Bixby. with him like, you know, Incredible Hulk blows up and has his moment. Now that's that's more of an eight right. thing in terms of anger, but like it always ended up with him like hitchhiking to a new town where he wouldn't be known. That's yeah. how this show was. Oh, ended. man. He's like, man. I, oh. I, I did this here and it always ended up Yeah, this and he always looked really music. bashful or really yeah. like, <laughs> you know, kind of broken up. Yeah. I remember that. 
Yeah, wow. It's so interesting, too, because I think about the sadness of like our types and how they get in the way of relationships Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and how we don't see... like So, for example, again, it's funny. Like We have JJ and Mark here who are sevens, and then Macy and I tend to be similar kindred spirits. Mm -hmm. And so I think... I think this will resonate with you, but in terms of like what we would probably want to say to sevens is that personalities like us, at least not, I can't speak for other numbers or other people, but like actually find the darkness and the pain and the messiness more compelling. Yeah. And and sometimes sevens are doing their big act. I'm like, God, cut it out. Yeah. Yeah. I I know there's some pain in there. That's what I find to be interesting. Let, Let me know. Tell me. Yeah. Yeah. I think I have, you said you have no beef with sevens and I don't really have beef with sevens, but I have like a little beef with sevens. <laughs> Let's talk about it. And it's, I think sometimes it's a jealousy beef. Mm-hmm. Like I get oh, really. Oh yeah. 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 Most people a, are jealous of sevens. As a, <laughs> well, as a four, I like. Jelly beef. I love, <laughs> classically, I love pain and darkness, but it's really like a. <laughs> Classic Macy. It's true, isn't it? It's oh true. my gosh. <laughs> Gotta love some pain and darkness. It's just it's just a fact of life. And <laughs> I have been this week been trying to like exhibit sevenness and like really press yeah. into fun. And I realize I find myself feeling like guilty and trying to like pull myself down into sadness. And I'm mm. like, how do sevens keep it up? Like it's mm. I get so uh like jealous of the fact that sevens just do it and like are okay with it. Like mm-hmm. living life so adventurously and so fun. And they just like, don't look back at scenes. Yeah. And as a four, I live so often in the past or just like mm-hmm. indulging in like this, like introspection that I'm like, I'm so stuck in that way. And I yeah. see a seven and I'm like, I don't know how anyone does that. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's my a mask. Of- I mean, I think you, I, I mean, look, I really like my type. I'm glad. Like I see, I have a daughter who's a, a five and I just wish she could just have some joy. Mm. You know, mm. like, hey, just see the see the goodness. And we talk about that all the time. Like hold on to the good and see the good and whatnot. I don't have that problem. But the other mm. problem is, that, but but it's like your greatest strength is your greatest weakness. It's yeah. like I am on a hamster wheel. Yeah. You know, mm. I can f- find myself on that wheel. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. And it's like, it's not also real. You know, yeah, and yeah. Um, I can't slow down. If I slow down, I'm gonna have to feel that pain. Mm-hmm. If I have to feel that pain, I I can't control it. Mm. It's gonna overwhelm me. It's take me down. It's gonna kill me. Mm. Mm. And so it's, you know, like it's good to have. I mean, I am yeah, wired and I'm like, for if joy. I have too much it's fun. True. That's not real. That's not yeah. life. And I like yeah. can't let myself have fun because of yeah. that. Oh, I so think one of the let's talk more about Marla at Ooh, Side by Marla, Side. We love Marla. I remember oh, my first year of working with Side by Side. Uh, you know, you're meeting families who are in the worst situation that you could ever imagine. It's well, nothing you just but say pain. What side by side? Side by side. Yes, for people that don't know, we serve families who have a child with serious illness, and we to things like there's a couple of camps that we run through the year for families who have kids with cancer. We run a preschool at the Ronald McDonald House. Mm-hmm. We have volunteer teams that spend time with families once a week and their kids, helping them have fun experiences in the midst of their treatment journey. Hmm. And it's a very seven kind of uh, fit for yeah. me. Like you know, kind of like bringing me. some fun it's into it. Sprinkling fairy dust on everything. It is. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. It's very oriented toward... Uh, let's have some fun things as a break from that. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of other people and organizations, the chaplains at the hospital, so many other people that are orienting themselves towards the sadness. We really orient ourselves towards Mm -hmm. the joy. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But I think what Marla told me early on, she kind of had this metaphor, and it's so basic. And I'm kind of embarrassed that it didn't really land for me until I was, you know, 31 or whatever. But she just kind of described like what it is to hold two true things at the same time. You know, that there's this deep disappointment. That's a light word. Tragedy of Mm -hmm. kids who are sick and might die. And that it's possible for there also right next to that to be this great joy yeah. of kids playing and having fun and being silly and, yeah. you know, doing something fun with their friends or their buddy or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think you're right, Mark, that there's this sense of like all the fun and stuff at its worst can be a mask or a mm-hmm. shield or just kind of a way to keep all that stuff at bay. But I think with some work and kind of training those muscles to let that stuff in, um, you almost kind of can come back around to, oh, like the more that you touch those walls of pain and go, oh, it's not, that actually doesn't get me. It's not the end of the story. Yeah. Uh, you can circle back around and feel like you can really hold joy completely. You know, that yeah. it's not yeah. this far away thing anymore, but uh, it's been there all along. Yeah. You know? Man, it major makes, makes me think about how, like, yeah, major yeah, snaps. Yeah. It makes me Marla, think about, like, Malone, everybody. On, on many levels, snaps for Marla. We love you, Marla. Also, how side-by-side side could be the metaphor for a healthy seven of holding yeah. tension mm. yeah. and tragedy and beauty in the same thing. Yeah. And then also thinking about how potentially healing side-by-side side has been for you personally to, oh, to massive. see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You yeah. are so all in, confronted always with confronted pain. with pain. You know, yeah, yeah. and at the same time, you're being asked to use your seven superpowers to to make mm. it happy and fun for everybody. Yeah. Mm. Woo! Yeah, that is big. Yeah, and and I think you know, side by side, I'm somewhat familiar with it, but I think it's just part of my own experience has been like actually, the happiest you really are is when you're in touch with both. Yeah, mm. right. You know, like mm. uh, here's World War Two going to snap some knowledge on you, but <laughs> the people who went through the um, Blitzkrieg, mm-hmm. okay? So the Germans are coming across the English Channel. They're bombing London. And um, everybody had to go into the basement. And uh, I, I just read this. Um, they measured basements, and they say, you can't go to Macy's basement. It's too shallow. So you got to mm. go to JJ's basement, which is next door. So it was a community thing. You went mm. to the... They, they knew exactly who should go in what basement, at what time, and you did it every time it was nighttime. Mm-hmm. Well, after the war, people missed the Blitz. Mm. Oh, weird. They missed it. Yeah. The community, yeah. they're yes. coming together. Wow. you having to get in there. Wow. And it was profoundly, um, weirdly emotional. Yes. Like, mm. Why am I missing this thing that was horrible? Yep. That was so yeah. great. But that pain can be uniting. Yeah, exactly. So Ooh. it's uh, those things together yeah. um, is where it's at, I mm. think. Um, we had, uh, when we we lived in Vancouver, BC for three years, I was doing my master's up there, and our perfect plan was that we were going to start a family. And then we had all this fertility stuff come up that was super hard. And it was really for both of us the first time that we didn't kind of easily get something that we wanted. You know, it was kind of the first big mm. bump in the road or sense of loss or grief or kind of seeing this hoped for thing that wasn't becoming a reality. And uh, there was, I mean, it was sort of a personal blitzkrieg. You know what I mean? It just felt like everything was imploding and you had to hold this reality of like, what if we're never parents? Like what if that just isn't part of our story and we have to say goodbye to that? And 
there was something, uh, as we kind of worked through that, you know, you're kind of uh, talk about all the gluttony thing. We were like, we kind of had to have a moment of like, wow, we're going through a lot of wine every night and just watching a lot of shows <laughs> and there's a lot yeah. of numbing happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in our healthier moments, we were able to look back and go, all of this has been the worst season of our life, but every day we also laughed, you know, mm-hmm. and had some fun times, would play mm-hmm. on little adventures, kind of that what ne- what's next kind of thinking. Mm-hmm. And I think... That I look back on that and feel like that was kind of like an internship in learning how Whoa. to hold those two true yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. It was all part of like, I don't think I would have been the director of Side by Side that I am without having that kind of personal experience of yeah. having no choice but to look at that darkness square in the face. There yeah, was no yeah. amount of song yeah. and dance that I could yeah, do to yeah, get away yeah, from it, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So. Confronting pain. Gosh, this is what I'm saying though about having like two healthy sevens on. It's like, is they're able to offer some good deep Wisdom. reflection on? We could come on stuff, again, yeah. and you yeah. could find some unhealthy sevens. Unhealthy. And no, what just, you like, could do is just have a seven series, a seven like, series, just like just an offshoot just podcast with just us. <laughs> that would be we, that would We're be acceptable. Guests. If you don't want us to like compete with you directly, that would be a way to sort of keep oh us in gosh. the fold. Welcome to Just Us with Mark <laughs> and JJ. Okay, yeah. we're gonna take a break again. Powered by when Macy we come and back. <laughs> when we come back, I think we're gonna do stories. Stories. Right? A, this is what we'll try to do. When we come back, we're going to engage with some of our Instagram content with JJ and Mark, and we're gonna read some of the comments listeners have, uh, or Instagram followers. We're we don't know if they're listeners. <laughs> have have commented on, and and we're gonna get. Uh, JJ Mark's hot takes. Some fresh hot thoughts. takes. Some fresh, fresh thoughts on those. Hot takes. <laughs> okay. When we, when come, we back. come back. Hey, folks, it's Scott here. I'm interrupting this episode on Enneagram 7s to talk to you ever so briefly about something we're adding to our Patreon account. Each week, we're going to try to record an additional bonus conversation that will probably be more around 30 minutes and will be available exclusively to our Patreon supporters. What is Patreon, you ask? Patreon is an amazing and beautiful way for regular folks like us to financially support content that we enjoy. Macy and I both actively support several people on Patreon. These are YouTubers, podcasters, and artists and the like who have enriched our lives a little bit, and we are more than happy to be one of those patrons. Just to give you an idea of what we're going to be doing for our Patreon supporters, here's a little snippet of uh, the conversation we'll be releasing this week. And this conversation is a discussion that Macy and I had on text etiquette. There's something on iMessage, at least, where you can have something turned on that talks that 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 when you send a text, uh, it will say if the person's read it or not. It says like what time they read it. Read yeah. at this time. So Macy, I can see if she's read my text. That to me sounds just so crazy. I don't want anybody to know that I've read their text. And you you were kind of implying there's some ethics to it. That's why I wanted to bring it up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think... You're thinking it's a, it's a kind thing to do. I think it's a nice do. thing to do. Oh. I would enjoy it if everybody had read receipts on their phones. So I try and extend that. I also think there's something like not that many people do it. And I'm like, why don't more people do it? So I want to like put it out there like, hey, y'all, this is an option. Because... If in some sense, it like holds me accountable to responding to certain things, and I'll like 
open it knowing like I got to respond. But then there's also like, it's nice to be like, okay, read that, but like don't need to respond. And like, you know that I've read it and I didn't need to respond in a way, but not in, not in like a mean or aggressive way. Usually just like, okay, I read that, but like, I don't, I can't respond. Wow. That's assuming the person knows a lot on the other end. Maybe, I guess. I know that it sometimes can come across as like very like read this, didn't respond, but sometimes I think it makes sense mm. not to respond. Don't like it. Maybe I'm a bad texter. We're going to be talking text I don't etiquette. I you're a bad texter. Yeah. Uh, well, sir, first of all, we are. We are traversing a crazy world, everybody. We don't, we don't. Texting is still fairly new. No, nobody taught us. My parents didn't teach me about texting. It's true. Mine didn't teach me about texting. Hey, okay, it's just Scott by myself again. Sorry to cut off that interesting conversation. If you want to hear the full conversation and see if Macy convinces me to turn on my red receipts, head on over to patreon.com and just search No Small Thing. When you get there, you can sign up for a monthly contribution. By just committing to giving a dollar a month, you can get the bonus conversations. Of course, feel free to give more than a dollar a month, but for just a dollar, you're going to get some pretty fun exclusive content that I think will be worth your money. But if you're fine just getting the free weekly podcast, we are beyond grateful to have you as listeners. Uh, Okay, so thanks for listening to this little Patreon pitch. And now here's the rest of our conversation with our Enneagram 7 buddies, Mark and JJ. Everybody, we're back. Uh, <laughs> no more of that talk. Boring. Again, our own no, no, show. We'll return to that topic. I was just on. sensing this is stuff that needs to be captured. Like, we're in the middle of this oh. break. First of all, <laughs> Macy brought out a homemade upside down oh boy. banana so cake good. that she made. I, I'm going to go get a water. You so listeners she was will appreciate giving how JJ a run is. for his money with his cooking. <laughs> um, Mark is shuffling off to get some water. He's going to encounter some millennials in the kitchen. I don't some know what he's going to do about that. Yeah, what are they? Are they millennials? In the wild. I don't know, but I don't like that original label. Oh, what do you want? What should we call Just them? Some people. Some people. Zennials. Some, some 20 somethings in the Ooh. kitchen. So while, while we were on the break, all of a sudden, Mark and JJ started getting really getting going about planning trips. And I just didn't think, I thought we should all have our microphones for that because that yeah. sounded good. Yeah. So you're, Mark said he's always thinking about his next trip. Oh yeah, I'm always thinking about my next trip. And JJ, uh, really and I get I get anxiety if I'm not planning a trip. Honestly, Ooh, wow. I, I'd rather I you always want a trip. Planning. I have a I have a thing like I have a schedule mm-hmm. of when <laughs> I want to be booking my tickets. Oh. And so Seattle has had two snow days and may have more. And now that impacts the days we'll, then we'll leave to go to mm-hmm. the Midwest every year. So I don't know when to wow. book my tickets. We so I'm like, ah. literally the exact conversation today. Yeah. We were like, do we just plan our trip and just go? Sorry, last yeah. few days of school. Yep. You're just going to watch movies anyways. Exactly. That is interesting oh, because, because both of you do this because I'm very, yeah. I, I am tied to your planning and your packing and all that in some ways for many different reasons. But like, that sounds so weird, but, but like, Maybe you should explain. Scott is my personal packer. (laughs) (laughs) In some ways, and it's we're all responsible in our own ways. In some ways, that is a seven thing: responsible, being responsible towards their excitement. Yeah. So like Mm -hmm. JJ, I'm always surprised where it's like we'll be going on a trip, and he'll send a text or something where he and his family are packing three days in advance. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what? I pack day of. It's not even night before. I wake up and pack. Yeah. JJ is like so. 
I'm, I'm seeing this in a new light. So excited for the experience. It's like, we are packing. We are getting excited. You know? And <laughs> oh, yeah. You're prepared. Yeah. And Mark, you're preparing I pick him fun. up from the airport typically when he's coming back, and nobody has more baggage and luggage <laughs> than Mark's true. family. It's like, it's embarrassing. I'm like where is have it all this baggage coming from? It's crazy. What if what? there's a costume party wherever <laughs> you're going? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So we have some Instagram. Oh, we got Do you want to kind of commented. go back and forth? Sure, sure, sure. So we'll start. I'm going to start. Are they commenting right now? Because no, we're live? No, they already commented. But you know what? Mike Koss uh, oh, commented, excellent. which I'm really excited to read. I'm going to start at the bottom. Okay. And then maybe you can find one after this. But um, the So most do you want to do business as usual? Business as usual is my friend Travis. Who, what, Mark, what if we uh, our Instagram knows. accounts just blow up tonight after it's this? It's going to blow up. My I mean, I already, have, I already have tens of followers. Yeah, my, yeah. my Instagram is blown up. On Monday is when the episode <laughs> releases, but... Mark has no Instagram account, I don't think. Um, That's what I meant. It's blown okay, up. Okay, yeah. It's blown up. So business as usual is my friend Travis. Uh, Travis went to college with... He went to college, folks. He's a college graduate. <laughs> Let's just hear from Travis. Yeah. Uh, was the same class as Jay Jimmy. Our dear, dear friend Travis. A definite seven. So he's... We asked people to describe what it's like to be a seven. <laughs> so <laughs> this is what Travis said. Awesome. To me, being a seven is freedom. I honestly feel fairly free to be me and make my own life an adventure. Love bringing people along for the ride. All these words. That is enjoyment and energy to me. The only time I feel the FOMO portion is when I'm away, knowing that something is going back home with my friends. Gosh. A seven thing right there, mm. folks. Do you guys want to say anything about that? Yep. <laughs> There is some FOMO. Yeah. <laughs> I know Mark experiences FOMO. Yeah. <laughs> I have to confess. This okay. is like a real, like, yes. I get in conversations in a public, like a public setting. And so I'm in a conversation and I am scanning the room to think, is there a better conversation oh. that I should be in? Wow. Wow. It's like, wow, wow, uh, wow. Not good. You <laughs> made a funny yes. face. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> and right now I'm wondering. <laughs> is there what a better they, podcast going on somewhere in the city? Look, I sound really there's good gotta right now. got to be a better I, podcast. I'm sure there's a bigger and better audience <laughs> that I could get. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh my K-O-W, call us. Oh, wow. Uh, but I feel really bad about that, but I... It's like, oh man, and I get trapped. Like I'm like, oh, I'm trapped. I need to get. Into, I need to move left. There's mm. better people over there, mm. and I was like, oh man, I shouldn't do that. Oh gosh. But again, my my trouble biggest trouble staying where you're at. Trouble staying where you're at, yeah. or and being satisfied where you're at. Mm. Mm. I love Travis on Instagram. I feel like it's. Uh, he's a seven on Instagram. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's inspiring. It's mm-hmm. like if he's not going surfing, he's like making some really great thing on the Traeger uh, yeah. or something. He's yeah. just, he's living. They're always doing so much. You know what I'll say about Travis is like he, none, obviously nobody that's listening knows Travis. We've mentioned him in the past on this very podcast. Maybe someday we'll try to have him on. Commenter. He, he, he is a nice consistent commenter. Mm-hmm. Now, Travis is one of the exceptions in the sense that I was going to say, oh, JJ and Mark are exceptional sevens in the sense that like they don't they they have kids so like they can't fully manifest their seven nature. Travis has three kids and he still goes hard on the seven. <laughs> goes he's hard. up every day surfing, he's going on trips, he's all over the place. He's up playing video games, he's doing all sorts of activities, taking people on trips. It's like it's just nonstop with Travis. And he is what I was saying too, also about sevens strikes me as people that aren't necessarily that interested in sleep. So mm-hmm. Travis is the type of person that 
will stay up late with everybody. Yeah. But yeah, he'll also wake up at 4 a.m. to get a good surf in. Yeah. Wow. It's like, when is this guy sleeping? <laughs> I don't know. Somebody yeah. tell me. Yeah. Somebody. All right. Do you want to read another? Yeah. The next one is from Jay Brosev, which is a guy named Joseph that we know. A guy named Joseph. Uh, a sponsor at the edge. Uh, okay. So, wow. I love you guys. So, I love that you guys. Mm, words. What? Nothing. This is <laughs> what happens. This is when it happens every week, really. What? The kitchen oh, vibes. Kitchen. You can't hear it in the mics. Yeah. No, I'm not deterred. When you said the edge, I just thought about climax. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> we got to do our own little did, thing. Did you think about climax or did you? <laughs> I climaxed. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. Here we are. Um, Here we we're are. Back. back on Instagram. <laughs> So I'm reading a comment from Jay Brosif, who we know is Joseph. Is that at the top? We started at the bottom. We started at the bottom. Okay. Um, and he said, wow, yeah. I love so much that you guys are doing this. Thanks, Joseph. As a seven, I am such a morning person. I think mainly because it allows me to do more throughout the day than I couldn't have if I slept in. Also, That's Birdie too, by the way. Birdie wakes up to get the picture. Yeah. He wants to wake up early. Capture it all. Has no problem waking up early. Also, every day has its own surprises. I can have a general plan for sure, but something always comes up that'll change my plan, and I thrive when that happens. No, no, no. A downside definitely is that sometimes when I'm drained, I feel a pressure to bring the energy to Mm -hmm. others Mm -hmm. when I have almost none to give. I can't go more than a day by myself, or I'd go stir crazy for sure. Whoa! Nope, not me. (laughs) Jay Brosif. Do you guys sense that pressure to bring the energy sometimes? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, really? Especially when the Dwankosi people. Oh, yeah. Like the like the meetings, these little meetings we have, and I'm I just get ramped. Like Mark's I'm on to a be- board for an organization that started an orphanage in Zambia, and he helps raise money and plan for that board. So that's what he's talking yeah. about. And, yeah, and uh, I just feel like I've got to like I don't know I I I mean I've got to like think about it uh, mm-hmm. some more because I just every time I come in I'm just in this like weird like vibe. I'm, bring like, the energy, Mark. Bring the energy mode. Yeah, and I don't it need just to do comes that. like you just like manically. Is it? Like I a- think it's more like it might be. It's probably more anxiety related. Like, okay. oh, okay, like I've got to be special, or I've got to, you know, yeah. Find but my both of you role. sense this I, this pressure that you're known for having energy, and you have yep. to bring it. And what if you can't? And now you're tired, but you're expected to bring energy. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think about like at the church where we all work. Yeah. Uh, Justin, University Presbyterian, Presbyterian Church. Church in Seattle, Washington, <laughs> PCUSA. Oh. Um, we, I'm not going to, it's boring. I'm not going to talk about that. Oh, okay. Oh, oh you, you, you had an idea and then it. you're going back? Let's just kind of. He's self-editing. It's that's not a, that's worth a, it. That's a oh, okay. real evolved well, well, but We're we talking for so long. I have heard that uh, a major bad word for sevens, the B word, boring. So Oh, oh yeah. it's true. God forbid. God forbid we get yeah. boring here. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> both JJ and Mark in my experience have a tendency, JJ more than Mark, but both have a tendency in my life to be the types that surprise me with inappropriate jokes. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you <laughs> accuse me of crossing any sort of line? Oh, I'm a line crosser. I don't feel I'm not sure I've seen that cross. line. I very rarely so line me? cross. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I'm, I'm always getting in too. trouble. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I'm getting in trouble because I'm always Are they hitting or touching your son. 
trouble. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, and yeah. I get in trouble for that. For <laughs> and then I sometimes feel bad. You not mess, not that you often. mess with my son, Jack. Yeah. Are good. class clowns sevens? I have to believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to get a laugh. Trying to get a laugh. Yeah. Can't yeah. can't. Sit Did still. you guys watch? Was it the show uh, Extras? Did you guys watch the show Extras? It was a Ricky Gervais. No, show. I wanted. I heard about yeah. it. I never watched it. But I, I think it's a British it. phrase. But like one of the main things that like there was they were writing a show and the main catchphrase of the show was "Are you having a laugh?" <laughs> and it was like this con- it was like a question or like "Are you making fun of me?" Yeah, mm. it's like something I find myself, especially with JJ, wanting to ask. Like, Are you having a laugh? <laughs> t- t- taking a piss. <laughs> Typ- taking say. a piss. Yeah. <laughs> Typically, JJ is having a laugh. Yeah, at, uh, at my expense. So. There's a lot of snark. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's just be happy that I don't say half of the things that are running through. <laughs> my oh, head. I know, I know. That was one. That's the best thing. The, wow. To be honest, like to giving up alcohol, it really saved me because I was like, because I have no filter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I get would drink, and then it would be like, oh, man. okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so I get home, and I there'd be a litany of things of like, oh, this, man. this, this, Should've this. Said that. Should have said that. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it is funny. I mean, that's just to highlight Mark's healthy side is in the sense of my earliest memories of Mark, I suppose more than eight years ago now, which just sounds crazy. Hmm. But like it was every once in a while I would take potential leaders or current leaders out to Hilltop, Hilltop ale house on top of Queen Anne, everybody. Nobody knows what I'm talking about, but it's a little pub. It's down the street from my church. Justin. <laughs> yeah, Justin. University <laughs> Presbyterian <laughs> Church. Bethany Presbyterian <laughs> Hilltop Ale House. Uh, <laughs> Queen Anne, Seattle. <laughs> Queen Anne, Seattle, specific. 98109. <laughs> uh, 206. But every time I was in there, every time I went, which was maybe once a month, if that, inevitably, here comes Mark with a group, with a person, with, with a group. group. They're going to get some beers. They're having a party. They're having fun. And. Mark, I was known at that time, in my mind, was kind of filed away as the guy that had had fun with his buddies at Hilltop, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, always envied. I was always like, oh, I want to go hang out with Mark. Like, it looks like he's having fun. It wasn't like, oh, crazy Mark, but yeah. But you're not drinking anymore. Yeah. That was, that was, I still go to Hilltop. Still go to Hilltop. And you I order a, a fake beer and yeah. it's Pellegrino. <laughs> yeah, Pellegrino. Yes. Some lime. Yeah. It's my order. Legit. All right. Should I read another comment? Sure. I'm going to find a hidden comment, actually. A hidden comment? Yeah, this was something that was sent to us in the DMs. A hidden comment. Which is interesting. Um, let's see. Let's see if I can get to it. Um, the DMs. Okay, so this is my friend Eddie. Uh, Eddie Delgadillo. Eddie. And he, I don't know why, do Eddie. Eddie. I do know Eddie. Do you know Eddie? Oh, he's a care. So my friend Travis, I, I have a, I have a group of guys I've been hanging out with for a long time that we call ourselves Care. We we don't know <laughs> this downstairs anymore. We call ourselves Care, but we we came up it, with that freshman it, year of college. Is it Care Bears? Care Bears. <laughs> We're the Care Bears. Care Bears we don't care. we don't know anymore why we, we but it's stuck. So Travis is in that group. Eddie's in that group. We go away for annual retreats. Our seventeenth retreats coming up. Care but, Bear. Um, Eddie's in the group. They just did Enneagram as their topic. We did Enneagram last year. Bam. It's really interesting. In the group, in the group of eight guys, we have little group of two pals. sevens. That's Travis and Eddie who have responded this week. Two sevens, two fives, two twos, and two sixes. Okay. Do you have a pair? <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I'm part of a pair. Full house. Eddie is part of a pair with Travis. These are our two sevens. So here's what Eddie says. And it's this is good. This is good seven stuff here. Responding to your question about sevens, I realized, oh, so first of all, in the real-time responses on our thread, Mm -hmm. on our actual page, he said he considers himself a connoisseur. Hmm. I think that would resonate with the two of you. 
So he says, responding to your question about sevens, I realized I was a connoisseur when I had friends over to the house. I offered if they would like a mezcal tasting. I share with them a bit about mezcal and where it's from, how it's made, why it's been so popular lately. And then I find myself doing the same with tequila, rum, and now cigars. I also love fashion, so I'm a connoisseur of clothes and shoes Hmm. and expressing Hmm. my own style. I love to try new things and experience as much as I can. That's why I love traveling and eating and drinking and speaking to people from all over the world. Anyways, those are my two cents. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But actually... um, he actually said later, we, we went back and forth with some comments about that. And he said, I guess even my name has something to do with me being a seven. Some people call me Eddie. Some call me people. Some people call me Edu. Some people call me Eduardo. LOL. All the different names. <laughs> Lols. <laughs> Lols. <laughs> um, but yeah, Eddie, Eddie really truly is a hyper seven. And I mean, that as a compliment, like he, he is a connoisseur and he also wants to share those things with people. Hmm. I think you were at Eddie's wedding, right? Yes. Ed, our friend Eddie, when he got married, when we were probably like 25, 24. Oh, just. Yeah, 20. <laughs> I mean, I was just Baby said earlier humans. that I don't get drunk. And like at that at, at that wedding, it was in Oregon, and it was like so much beer and cigars and partying and fun and frivolity. It was a true seven wedding, and it was just like so much, so much fun and extravagance. Um, How did your friend. five brain do? I, I, I was overwhelmed. I, I was overwhelmed. Very <laughs> overwhelmed. I had fun, but I was overwhelmed. Um, I think there's something about that that's almost paralyzing when you do begin to uh, live that out, live out the seven kind of what's next, what's out there thing. And the more that you taste and the more that you see and travel and all of that, it's it feels... I mean, I remember even in college uh, meeting so many great people my freshman year, and then we'd go, we'd have these like big kind of campus-wide events, and I would go into the room and just look around and be like, I almost felt sad of just like mm. there are so many great people that I just want to know all of them, you know? Yes. There's, oh, yeah, there's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. Oh. there's not enough time in the day to taste all the flavors and see all the sights, and mm. it's I think we probably all love traveling and all of that, but. There's something really bittersweet about traveling. I mean, even we went to Boston recently. And I'm like, we really tried to like pick great restaurants mm-hmm. and you know curate this experience. But you know, the minute that you get home and someone's like, "Did you go to the whatever place?" Oh. You're like, oh. "No! How did we miss it?" <laughs> oh. Now you're just you know? being more aware of what you're missing out on. Yes, wow. it's all the choices Bummer. for me feel so Bummer. overwhelming that I'm like, I almost want to just live in like. The Handmaid's Tale, where it's like you wear the same oh, no. thing. And oh, there's no. No. <laughs> oh no, oh no, JJ. <laughs> Wait, okay, and that that's that that that's interesting because I think the whole phrase FOMO came up for me originally in my relationship with the two of you. Like you brought mm-hmm. up FOMO and you bring up FOMO, and I didn't know what it was. This was probably five or six years ago, but you both you both would attest to it, feeling that. You're saying oh, we've yeah. been like mentors to you. Yeah, you've been FOMO you've mentors. Me yeah. in the ways of FOMO. You've, you've taught we invented it. Or sh- actually, showed yeah. me how I don't have it. We started our podcast about six years ago, and we invented. Yeah. That was one of the words we invented. It was good. It was <laughs> good. It's trademark. So yeah, even just the couple times you said that, we get a little bit of money. Yeah, it's not a lot. It's just a penny at time or yeah. half a penny. I can't remember, but. <laughs> It's a, a lot of money. Most coming we've in. laughed yeah. on an episode. <laughs> oh, There's gosh. a billboard. We get like thousand dollars for that one. This is like the Penelope thing. Actually, I mentioned billboards. <laughs> <laughs> I own oh, all billboards. I love her. <laughs> Best SNL character yeah. of all time. But yeah, you experience fear of missing out. Fear of missing yeah. out. 
Yeah. I, I say this that there's there's been a new it's officially on um, Urban Dictionary, uh, and I I had told JJ when we were at uh, pre Thanksgiving recently that I had a fear of, of being, being included. included, so I was saying Phoebe <laughs> or Phoebe or something. But you, I you, you should trademark that you get like included. a penny a year. I don't want to be included. I don't want anybody texting me an invitation. Uh-huh. It causes me a lot of anxiety. That's so interesting. But, I mean, uh, I think that's so fascinating. <laughs> the other thing is. The one that's actually legit now, that was my own, but the one that's actually on Urban Dictionary now is uh, Jomo, which is the joy of missing out. Oh. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. And I have that. (laughs) I kind of love the idea of everybody going out and I'm, I'm happy. I'm <laughs> doing my thing. Less distractions for me. Nobody is around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you guys don't have that necessarily, typically. Sometimes, maybe. Sometimes. I don't know. It's it, it's changing. Yeah. My life is changing older. older. But. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, it's part of that. You kind of, uh, I think, with age and experience and all, you know, there's... I don't know how to say it. I guess I feel like when I look at the smallness of my life at the moment, it's small for really great reasons mm, yep, that I yes. really wanted for a long time, yes. you know? So I do then kind of think like, and then when our kids graduate, we'll like travel and live yeah. somewhere interesting and get a condo downtown or something, you know? Mm. What's changed for me is, I, this is sort of like personal journey. Like I used to have FOMO, like, hey, I didn't get invited or hey, I, can, I can't do this because of that reason or whatever. I ha- don't have that so much. Mm-hmm. I have FOMO for my kids. Like, oh, isn't oh, that man, interesting? They didn't, get, they didn't get invited or they didn't get I that opportunity that or they didn't, oh. they're not doing piano and they're not doing this, da, da, da. Um, and na- but on a personal level, like I find myself, and this weekend, well, I don't know if we'll ever even get to this since we don't have four hours, but... Um, <laughs> who but says? Don't you want a four-hour podcast? Mark? Yeah, come on. Let's do it. Put in those notes. <laughs> um, but I think as I've just gotten older and more self-aware is that I have the joy of opting out. Mm. Oh, and another oh, little... That's a good and, snippet. you know, um, one of the things I think... I don't know, I don't know if this is a seven thing. But one of the things that I found is is that recently you? I'm <laughs> what's that as, an acronym? A what? The joy the of joy opting of out. Opting out. Do I got that do? Trying to say it. <laughs> like that doesn't sound yeah. right. Gentiles. And what you. is the acronym? <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Oh, to edit that wow. Out. Maybe we'll uh, see. Anyways, <laughs> but um, I get the. I just. Um, I it one of the things that has been hard for me in my life is actually it's sort of weird. You would think that sevens would have this, mm-hmm. but and I think this is a seven. But like I um, I would not express my own needs. Mm. Mm. Like I think at some level, like um, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. If I said my need and then I would get excluded, that would be painful. So I'd be like, oh, okay, I'm fine. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, and so you spoke into my life, Scott, and told me about being hangry. I was hangry a lot. <laughs> and it would be like, I'm just not going to take care of that need because I don't want to miss out on what the group is doing. So I don't want to go mm. get an apple or go mm. get a sandwich because I might miss, the, the, I might get excluded from the group. Mm. And so, so one <laughs> of the things in the last five years, so years is like, oh, I'm hangry. I'm going to bring my apple. I'm going to bring my popcorn. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to take care of my needs, and that's really important. Uh, and 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 all this idea of opting out is actually being aware of like, 
you know what? I don't really want to do that. Hmm. That's good. And I'm you not to, uh, in my sevenness. It'd be like I want to. I want to be in the group. I want to be part of the action. But the self awareness of like I don't want to be part of that action. Hmm. So the interesting thing is like I'm an oldest child and a five, and uh, Mark's youngest child and a seven, and I have no problem telling people what I want and need, and I kind of am sort of curmudgeonly about those things. <laughs> so like Mark and I through all through Europe very much were very aggressive about being like, we need food right now. Right now. <laughs> we're not we going anywhere. Food. We're not going anywhere. We're going to stop and eat. We're going to stock up. We need snacks. We need to stop and have well, lunch. That's why we're actually a good pair in that case because <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm a little bit more reluctant. Like, yeah. uh, mm. well. Nope, we need no. food. Scott's like it. instantly like, yeah. my body's getting cold. Yeah. <laughs> Give me food. We're going to do this. We're going to, this. nope, we're having food. <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, obviously there's a I think a couple times we had like two or, th- two, lunch, two or three lunches. <laughs> that's good. We're walking all over the place. <laughs> uh, do you want to read another Instagram comment? Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Let's see. I what think if she we said only no. have one or two nope, more. Nope, doesn't want to read. I had the hidden one. Okay, oh yeah, this is uh, from MC Koss, who is Mike Koss. Oh, Mike Koss, Mike Koss. Yes. Your friend? My friend. Mark's friend. Our friend. Yeah. I, I'm a Mike Koss. Who's my friend first? And a, a major supporter of our podcast. Yeah, Mike listener is a fan. of the podcast, a for sure. We, we appreciate Mike. Whoop, whoop. Big fan of Mike. Okay, so Mike said, I like to bring energy and enthusiasm to the things I do and get energized by bringing in people to share it with me. The downside is I can feel anxiety about letting people down if I think I'm falling short and creating awesome experiences for others. Very similar to what Joseph said. Mm-hmm. Um, I also find it hard to finish things, always chasing the new shininess. Mm. My anxieties are in feeling accepted and valued by others and fall easily into loneliness when not surrounded by people or super focused on a project. Hmm. Now, I'll just say, so um, Mark, sitting here before us, our seven friend, in, uh, introduced me to Mike, and we would hang out with Mike going wake surfing around Lake Washington, and Mike said, this is a very seven Yeah, say, I know, yeah. I love to think of myself as the summer camp counselor, bringing people out and just hanging out on my boat and wow. taking them wake surfing. And he did that. It was, yeah, was provided yeah. some really awesome, fun, beautiful experiences for us. Yeah. So camp counselor is camp a counselor. seven energy. Counselor no. seven, seven energy. energy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there it is. Um, I don't know. Is anything Mike said resonate with you? There's, there is this Jason pressure to perform. You are like the camp counselor at side by side, right? I mean, that's it's your true. I mean, it literally is my job. And I think it's, I, I think <laughs> what's, what that made me think of was the pressure that I put on myself and that probably we as sevens put on ourselves to kind of, have the fun new idea or whatever. And at camp, we, you know, we go really big with a theme and we want to have every day for there to be some epic experience that kids have never done before. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I'm constantly living in this panic of like, is this epic enough? Like, Mm. yeah, we had a helicopter land at camp to deliver a clue as part of the secret agent theme. And, you know, what are we going to do next year? That's going to make that bigger, bigger. And, uh, Hmm. to realize that, Everybody around me is going, this is plenty epic. Calm <laughs> down. Uh, it's, it's helpful to kind of be able to step back and go, I have such a higher expectation right. and desire mm. for that than most people do. Yeah, And I think it's important. I think that's my gift to side by side. I think mm-hmm. I, you know, that there's a, a momentum and a growth there that's great. Mm-hmm. But I... I'm always having to kind of own that. Like when we're planning that I'm like, I know that I tend to, you know, cause otherwise I feel like people are going to be bored cause I would be bored, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
Ooh, you'd yep. be yeah. bored. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I'm not in the. I'm not I wish I could really paint a picture bored. of what types of things go down at side by side. Yeah, but like it's JJ hard arranges to say, it. I could never walk away and not say it's epic. It's always like I'm like, wow, this is so epic. Yeah. <laughs> One year there, were, uh, bigger, two years ago, I think there was the a themes. sword swallower. It really freaked me out. But 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 <laughs> yeah, JJ but you remember pumped. it. Look yeah. at you still talking Definitely about it. Remembered it. Absolutely, <laughs> that's the definition of yeah. epic. That's <laughs> <laughs> like so squeamish. I think probably yeah. a lot of people would have therapy after that. But. Yeah. It was intense. It was intense. Uh, okay, I guess I'll read a comment. Okay. Because we're kind of heading... Do you have anything to say to that, Mark? Nope. About, about okay. Mike? No, I think... I mean, the, I, I was hoping you would say the camp counselor story. Oh, yeah. That's, that's so good. That's really, uh, you know, one of the things I love about Mike, but also as a seven, you know, you're kind of, again, creating those experiences. Like, that's why yes. I like to, to plan these trips. Yeah. Like, hey, we're going we're gonna to do these really awesome things. And like an adventure get, guide. Get adventure together, yeah. My dad has a seven wing and well, I don't know. He doesn't like really. My dad. My dad. <laughs> I grew up and I perceived my dad to be an eight wing seven and the way I experienced him is as an eight wing seven and he has major seven vibes and a can't counselor vibe, but like yeah, very aggressive and like wants to lead people on a journey and a trip. And my whole life I was like brought into these like fantastical journeys. Kind I would of say. black and white thinking, I think. Maybe. Your dad. Maybe. From what I know. That's a total... <laughs> that's an eight thing. That's an eight thing. Yeah. That's an eight thing. Macy's dad. She was going with the camp counselor. You no, but, uh, but she's saying he's an eight. He's say, she's saying Macy, he's primarily Macy, you should join our show. Our show is much better. This guy's off the rails. I don't... He's oh my really bringing it down. trust us, Macy. We're sevens. Yes. We are Bill fans. I'm just saying... Well, he's an eight vibes, but like hard eight seven vibes. wing. Like yes. loves to yeah. host. And he could be seven wing eight. True. Who knows? Yeah. And obviously my... My experience Super of your dad, positive. one experience, great experience, fun. <laughs> also, but my my knowledge of your dad comes through you, so you could be filtering. I know you could be you could be describing your dad as a black and white thinker when maybe he isn't, but maybe that's how you're experiencing him. So who knows? <laughs> oh, I, I, <laughs> big thoughts, everybody. Sidebar by Scott. <laughs> one, of the, what, one of the things that resonated when you were talking about your dad, like this is something that uh, I've realized about myself is that so I do have high energy. I do want to do the camp counselor, but like when it is was it, as it comes to a parent being a parent, sometimes I don't feel great about my parenting, hmm. and what I realize is that on a um, I am the special projects person. I am mm. the, like, I'm, like, we're going a weekend and we're going skiing. Like, that's my wheelhouse. Hmm. I am not the day-to-day guy. Hmm. Like, the day-to-day, like, we got to make dinner. We got to get do homework. Hmm. Does we that maybe really need to shoot yet? baskets. Those special projects. We would do even, even if there's going to be a little fun in there. Yeah. It's not... I'm not great at that. And that's not my mm. wheelhouse. I get up for the more like, hey, we're doing something new or special. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. again, I don't, I'm, it's not really super fair to my wife that, that like, I don't, I, I'm trying to be more aware of that and mm-hmm. be better at doing the day to day because obviously you've got to be a day to day parent. Yeah. But I've recognized that, hey, and again, it might be the new newness of that activity that makes mm. me jazzed. But the day to day is much harder for me. It's, it's almost grind. like it seems like you guys could both be in jeopardy of sometimes putting, setting up a situation where it's like good cop, bad cop. Yeah. And you guys oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. Because you always want to be the good. Well, and just there's something. I mean, the those I can't relate enough to what you just said 
of even just I'm thinking about like it's the 100th day of school and Jane had to have some special like collect 100 things. I was like, yep, we're doing this. Great, this I'm be so on fun. it. Yeah, and it was so fun. And Lisa was like, I don't know, what do we do? I mean, it, I think that's a she she will look at that and go, that is a gift. Yeah, I'm not interested. That feels hard to me. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and it's also not you know doesn't let me off the hook for like doing the normal things. Yeah, like you're saying. So it's yeah, hmm. fun. Both and. <laughs> Both and. But yeah, there's sort of the inevitable fun dad thing that you're like, I don't, it doesn't feel, it's not, it isn't totally fair all the time. Yeah. Right. What and like, the, just like the positive energy. I'd say I also like experienced some seven mm-hmm. parts in the sense of like always looking on the bright side. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's sometimes hard when it's, there's like, well, what if you can't look on the bright side? Or like you, it's harder for some people to look on the bright side. Yeah. yeah. So it's like. Uh, an interesting spin. Yeah, I wish I they could like give people that sometimes. Hmm? I wish I could give that gift to people sometimes. The gift of like of seeing like positively. Just seeing it positively like, I know, you know, I know. I think it is a gift you offer. Yeah. You know, like reminding us to see yeah. the positive. Yeah. The only last little bit here is uh, from Courageous Compassion, our friend Drew, oh, who's a seven. Drew. And we posted this little uh, infograph. And so he was responding to that. And so he, he said it resonated for him that says fear of feeling trapped equals unable to commit. Hmm. That really resonated. With hmm. um, I have a, my business partner, <laughs> I think is a seven. And his, <laughs> his thing that he always says, it's a possible, possible. It's a possible, possible. And his like, I mean, he seriously just wants his options open. Just like, keep yes, those freaking oh all the gosh. options open and. Yeah, maybe it's possible. Possible. I'll see if I basically see if I get a better offer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think oh, we yeah. should stop and pray for Marla right now because that's her whole life working. That's what with you're me. always She's saying. Like, so what are we going to do? And maybe? I'm like, let's just give it another couple days and sort of see how things shake out. And I'm always like posturing, like, is this really wise thing to just wait and allow more time? And she's really sweet about like, that's probably a good idea. But I know that people are like, land the freaking plane, yeah, yeah. please. Let's make a decision. Yes. There's so many great options. Yes. There's could be more. There could be a better firework company. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's brutal. JJ has fireworks at his camp. There are fireworks. Okay, we're heading into the final section. Are we going to do a break and then yeah, the final we'll section? Yeah, we'll do the, the next section will be um, superpowers and advice and a blessing. Yep. Oof. Benediction. Here we go. So when we come back, uh, I know we're cutting this off. Final short. segment. Yeah. And we're still the host of this podcast, everybody. But <laughs> not, for long. <laughs> not for long. <laughs> well, let's take a vote. Let's take a vote. <laughs> Get it's your theirs. listeners on and say, look, you could have these guys who have stewarded you very well so far. Or you could have us, which is a new fresh start. The yeah, new, da, da, new, da, da, we're the da, new, da, new people. The new news. <laughs> a new news. No small thing. <laughs> Home stretch. Okay. 
Yeah, we're in. A, you're for. We're so, in the home stretch, and it, this. Is, let me just say on this. our podcast today. <laughs> this this is the most energetic conversation we've had off mic. 100%. I wish we'd been recording these things. You blew it. We just had okay. major deep dives into JJ and Mark's past family of origin stories. You don't get those. We didn't record them. It's maybe we'll come Patreon. back. Maybe we'll Patreon come supporters at Look, the four hundred dollar a month level. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you can get you into, can get all my counseling files. We're heading into the home stretch. Mark did bring his own book tonight, and this the is the road, road yeah. to which you. we also support. And he is coming in hot with the final stretch with a reading from the road. Back yeah. So this is we were talking about our family of origin story and yeah. basically how as children there was loss or absence, um, particularly both of us with fathers. Mm-hmm. Um, and how that created us or you know formed us as seven. So I thought this was scary close. Mm. Hmm. Uh, in their developmental years, sevens heard the wounding message, you're on your own. No one's here to support or take care of you. In response, sevens said, I'll do it if no one else will. Hmm. But whereas fives dealt with the same crisis by reducing their need, to depend on anyone else, and sixes solved it by attempting to anticipate every possible disaster. Young seven strategy involved creating a pain-free Neverland, in which their minds are a pain-free Neverland in their mind, where they could hide out and think happy thoughts until the pain dissolved. Mm. Mm. Oh boy, sevens! And that makes me think that there's some of the joy that they bring to us comes at such a cost to them sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, this is supposed to be the <laughs> section. <where laughs> this is supposed to be the section where we talk potentially about as we're heading and winding down. Um, uh, first of all, we have a, we do have a, a listener, Jill, who oh, who thinks Jill, and has encouraged us so Jill. much, saying that we. It, it, we're at least acknowledging that we are trying so hard to honor these numbers. Oh, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. And has appreciated that. So we do try to honor the numbers. So I was going to say, like, turning it as we're rounding, in a very seven sense, let's put a let's spot, make it positive better. spin on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What, what, it. What do you think is sort of the superpower of the seven? Like, what are you proud about, about being a seven? Like, what do you like oh, about okay. being a seven? The, yeah. I, uh, I, um... I believe that I can inspire and excite people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, I have been now in this t- several different roles where I am the I'm I've been asked to ask people to do things hmm. for whether it's them to Both give money of, yeah. or to volunteer, <laughs> and I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and um, I think in part like one of the things that's awesome about being a seven or like that I really like about myself is that I'm pretty genuine. Like Mm -hmm. I like this little charity in Zambia. I believe there is no place that you can give money where it's going to go farther and impact more people than this little community in Zambia. Mm. Uh, Or um, someone asked me to give an announcement about alpha at our church. It's like Christianity one-on-one class where you can ask any question. And I really believe like, Alpha, if you're like trying to figure out about faith, mm-hmm. like there's no place better and safer to be mm-hmm. to ask questions about the faith. And not, no one's ever going to say that's a stupid question. And so I just really believe it. And what, if I believe something, I can get you, you know, I, I can, um, I can inspire you to take action and do something mm-hmm. important. So I, that's, I think my superpower. Yeah. I, I see that. 
charismatic, charming. <laughs> Enthusiast. And genuine. Enthusiast. Yeah, and genuine. genuine. There's like a genuine me, element. You know. Yeah. How, about, how about you, JJ? <laughs> I agree with all that. It's very similar. I think uh, another part of being a seven to me has to do with um, what it is to strike that balance of making a plan for something really extraordinary to happen and also knowing the value of leaving space for something to come up. Mm. So... Mm. I think of a hundred thousand examples of how that happens at side by side where you've planned for the helicopter to land or for the, the you know, yeah. sword swallower to come or whatever. <laughs> and then you realize that uh, a camper that you've matched with an older buddy, um, you know, that that older buddy had cancer as a kid too. And that mm. just happened that it was the same diagnosis and mm. that they get to connect and yep. bond over that. And you had no, thought about that when you were making that decision. You know what I mean? Kind of, uh, I think it's that fun thing of there's a real seven impulse to create all the fun. But I think part of not landing sometimes is just going, why would I try to land every plane when such interesting things can happen in the in-between space, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and feeling comfortable about that and even pressing into that Mm -hmm. to a point where other people feel a little bit uncomfortable with kind of, well, how's this going to go? And I'm like, It'll be great, yeah. probably. And usually <laughs> it is. And usually yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. You need I that, right? remember Heidi Armstrong. Yeah. She w- she's a pastor at Bethany for a while, and she would say Bethany Presbyterian Church, yeah. Bethany. 109. <laughs> Justin, uh, Justin. What she would Bethany say is that um, <laughs> I plan it all out so I can let it all go. Yes. Ooh. Heidi. And, good man, word, so Heidi. Good. Yeah. But that's I I really r- resonate with that. It's like you know. Um, you plan it out so that you know, like, hey, I got a place to sleep when we're going on a trip. Yeah. But you're just going to see what happens mm. and be open to like, you know what? Maybe we should just do this, you know? Yeah. We should hitchhike. Heidi didn't coin this, but she would bring it up a lot with us, which was always, uh, it's solved by walking. Mm. Mm. Solved by walking. Solved by walking. Ooh, good yeah. word. Yeah. Heidi, call yes. me. <laughs> so good. Okay, the other thing, as we're writing down, this is the final part, and then we'll read the spend diction, but if you were to think of like, advice you have for sevens in terms of like what you've learned about yourself or like um, people that are starting yeah, off like, on their yeah, journey. Yeah, words for the road. Words for the road mm-hmm. as you, uh, and you don't have to be perfect, but just candid, like thinking about like you're at a coffee shop talking about being a seven. What do you, well, what on my you podcast. Do? On your own podcast. This pod- is your on podcast. podcast. <laughs> you're taking it over. Uh, <laughs> I would say, um, I would call it, this is advice to myself. Okay, mm. yeah. That's good, even better. Good. So I would say, um, number one, um, be in the present moment hmm. and um, learn to be still with others. Hmm. Um, and I think you guys said this. It was really a blessing to me where you sort of say, you know, we appreciate your pain and we're not afraid of it. And we, we in fact, we love you more mm-hmm. because we know you're, you're a piece of work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That'd be number one. Uh, number truth. two would be... Um, uh, uh, look for and enjoy solitude. Mm. Mm. Um, and I did this listening retreat where for two days and uh, three days, uh, it was like solitude though, focused. Wow. With Ted, right? With Ted. Previously Ted. interviewed Ted. on this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Ted. Yeah. <laughs> and I had a blast. And like, mm. I, I, if you had told me we're gonna have three days in silence, I would never have gone. Yeah. But I just sort of like, 
those exercises and being with a group where where you're journeying together and you're learning to see what's going to happen in the solitude was really a gift. So just learning to be alone, learning to to um, do that. So um, be in the present moment. Learn to be on your own and be in solitude. Yeah. Um, listen to your own needs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're hangry, go get some food. <laughs> Eat some food. Don't pretend you're not um, hungry. <laughs> for me, um, like... Uh, one thing being somebody who's a, was an alcoholic, like going to weddings is really hard. So like mm. I'm discerning about weddings. Like I'm not going to weddings in general has B minus food, B minus entertainment and B minus people. Do you know what I mean? Full circle from the beginning of this episode. So, so that's <gasps> wow. a hard, so wow. you drink, you drink <laughs> <Better>. to survive. <laughs> right. I guess. Am I, right? I guess that's a guess. perspective. That, that's how I did it. <laughs> it's too bad He's we didn't know each other when I got married. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm sure your wedding was. A I'm sure, I'm sure your wedding was a B or B Everybody plus. thinks that. Um, oh but you gosh. know, that's just general. There's They're not the best things. Um, so, um, but just learning to be like, I'm not doing that. It's not healthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, yeah. So, uh, oh, like, or example for me is. Um, People say you should work out, mm-hmm. and I, and they say go to the treadmill or go on that bike. I'm like, that's a nope. dumb, I can't go on Boring. that bike. That's the worst. <laughs> but I play basketball. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like this is my play. I mean, I and, mm. and if basketball is canceled, I am like bummed. Mm. That's true. So, um, like, hey, I I want to like you know, uh, Mark has also to your tried to for for almost eight years now. Tried to get me to wake up early to play basketball. And you for eight he, years said no. Yes, I mean, yeah. He's listening to his own needs, and, and he's like, "I'm never getting. I'm not getting up there. But I'm gonna get up to on the play this basketball game. It's like six six thirty tomorrow. Oh no, no, no! Wow. Tomorrow, tomorrow, he's gonna do it. He will do it. It's already <laughs> eleven. Scott, <laughs> picture this Everybody. in seven and a half hours. No, Mark's playing come basketball. Come on, buddy. Absolutely, Absolutely not. He's sending you a chess yeah. pass. Oh, oh, come on, chess pass. What's a sports term? Scott's getting all sweaty. No, just thinking about it. Okay. That's that's uh oh, wow, that's those your, are good. Those, those are, are really my things. Good. Advice to yourself. Yeah. Advice to myself. JJ, what would you say? Man, that was good. Those are good. I just echo what Mark said. <laughs> yeah, just echo. Uh, but then I'm gonna I talk just for ten more piggyback minutes. on that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would say amplify a few things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> really want to lift up what Mark said. <laughs> um we need our own show. Oh what my the gosh. hell? Get rid of these people. Right? <laughs> Look, <laughs> so good. They talk a lot. They like that would be like a third more time we'd have. We could, right? <laughs> yeah, at least oh, another we get hour. At least time. eight times as much done. Um, no offense, you guys. We don't mean that to be mean. No, no, no. We're just no being I honest. think they would listen. Just yeah, kidding. Just so kidding. Just kidding. Be, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> um, I think what comes to me is. Uh, this sense of kind of going back to running from pain Mm. and you know, I think we have seasons when we're not running from anything, you know, when things feel genuinely all around kind of okay, you know, or good at best. Yes. Um, And then there's certainly times when you feel like all you want to do is run away from the realities that are right in front of you. Uh, And I, I think there's something about that kind of the wound of the absent caregiver or nurturing figure that uh, there's something interesting that happens when you're in a great space and you draw near to God and you're able to uh, be grateful and name those things and feel intimacy with Mm -hmm. God in those seasons. And 
There's something really extraordinary about in the seasons of grief and loss and pain and unfulfilled longing. Uh, if you can bring yourself to draw near to God, even if those prayers are not answered anywhere close to the way that you want them to be in that drawing near, there's still intimacy mm-hmm. and that kind of sense of nurture that you're heard and you're valued and, um, seen. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that's what I would say is, um, there's a lot of ways to try to fill all those empty spaces up, especially in the time of need and longing. But, um, yeah, I guess the drawing near to God as the Good. presence yeah. of that nurturing right, caregiver that sure. is really healing. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. I would just want to say one thing to please. I love what you said about the running and one thing that's been helpful on my journey and I think might be helpful to sevens who are running hmm. um, and, and maybe in addiction is that to realize that, um, like, for example, I believe being orphaned is, I was orphaned as a kid, is similar to being adopted. Mm. Mm. And so when I, my perception is when I see people who are adopted, it's like there's not a day that goes by that they don't think I was abandoned as a kid. Mm. Mm. Or mm. There's not a day that I go by that, or there's days, but I, in general, I just feel like my parents left me. Mm. You know, mm. they, even if it wasn't their fault, they left me. And uh, I think one thing is to recognize is like, hey, um, you're not alone. Hmm. You know, there's a lot of sevens out there that have a similar experience and that, um, uh, you don't have to run away from it. That, um, that actually the people who love you, uh, are willing to embrace you if you stop running hmm. and that the healing of, and, and, and God is, God is saying all the time, I'm opening the door and saying, Hey, stop running. I'm yeah. here. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm, I'm your shield. I'm your fortress. I'm, I'm going to hold your, your hand through this and your loved ones. And so that I think for me, um, one of the reasons that I have run so much is that I've been afraid that if I stopped running, that I would get sad and it would kill me. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. And yeah. um, what you realize, what I'm realizing over time is, is that um, if I can slow down, maybe I won't even stop running, um, but I can slow down. And that the people who love me, God, um, you know, can just say, just hold me and be like, it's okay. You're going to be okay. And you don't have to run and you don't have to be addicted and you don't have to, the, the, the pain it's, we can hold it together Yeah, and it won't kill you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You don't even have to let go of the truth of the pain. No. You know? All of that is still true, and yeah, oh, essentially, I may actually just go to side by side. Yeah. Oh, you, you know? have to. Hello. And, and that would you could be, have you my know, job. Yeah. <laughs> I could you go out. I could go out on your boat. But I, I think, like, I think that is the Let's genius of side by side. It's like, look, that. you, you, we are coming side, coming alongside, so you don't have to run. Yeah. So you can be present with your kids, and you can you know, have a little bit of a break mm. in the midst of cancer with your kids and, and we're going to love you. Content so. The best yeah. people on the journey are the people that can hang in there with all the dark stuff. Yeah. And also 
say something That's funny us. that <laughs> no. you know. We can't say something funny. We can't say It's interesting though that you can do. I'm mostly talking about Mark. Like, guys, yeah, that's so. dark. Say yeah. more dark. Mm-hmm. Life is dark. Yeah, yeah. Well, like Macy's leaning in. We get some art. Let's talk more about that. Yeah, but it's interesting. I, I uh, give you a lot of credit for being able to, as a seven, to like I I have a very hard time going into hospitals. Mm. Ooh, like it's like why would I go in there? Like I could, you know. We'll watch a show or something or play basketball. Well, and that's the thing about it. So it's good that you can do that. intentionally forced into that to a certain extent, JJ. A hundred. Well, and yeah, all the circumstances leading up to before I even started the job Mm -hmm. that kind of made me, you know, yeah. 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 Yeah, Yeah, right. It's heavy stuff. Folks. Um, we're going to read a benediction of sorts. Mm-hmm. The emergence um, of essence. Yeah, the emergence My of essence. Is this no, this is the wisdom, and this is the emergence of essence is an aspect of the wisdom that I think is quite beautiful, and the seven is a really good one. A particularly good one. Yeah. I would just say I love how you guys call it the wisdom. It's kind of like it's kind of like the it's word shorthand. Just the, the word, word, the word, the wisdom. The wisdom. Uh, so before we read this, this is the closing. We want to say thank you to both of you. You were so we can't fun. keep going. Fun, fun we'll and deep. We'll see you guys rich. next week. Yeah, yes. <laughs> is that how this works? Maybe if you have us on again, we'll I think be maybe really you should have just us on <laughs> maybe we should just do Enneagram Seven Plus. <laughs> yes, the outtakes. Four more, many more, four more hours. <laughs> uh, do you want to? Do you want to say anything before we end? No Any closing thoughts. So. No closing thoughts. You did thank try you. to be a seven this week, and it was. I really did try and be. Like, how did it feel? It felt exhausting. good, exhausting, but I think really good. I work at a preschool with so many like wonderful children, and I think sevens have a way of reminding us what it's like to be childlike. Yeah. And so I'm really surrounded by that energy, and I was trying to like embrace that and kind of see that in their eyes. So mm-hmm. I don't know. So I think sweet. it's a good thing for me. It's um, a hard practice for me as a four to lean into happiness and like trust it. Yeah. So it was good. Yeah. I think. <laughs> Uh, my wife's a six, and one of the games we play is um, we'll have a like a decision to make or and whatnot. And so uh, we'll say, okay, pro con, and she's got to do pros, hmm. and yes. I've got to do cons. Oh, got a good game. Oh, that's and, interesting. And it's, um, it's funny because I'll be like, well, one of the cons is that it's really expensive to do that, but. You know, we'll get that back. Like, and so I'm bringing it <laughs> oh, back yes. to a pro. So like a, your con no, is no, a pro. Yeah. You know, it's a, yeah, but mm. it's wow. it's a good practice. It's a good muscle. It's a good muscle to yeah. try different, yeah. try different. Ooh, yeah. Like that. I feel incredibly thankful for sevens in the world because they yes. make the world absolutely a, a better place to live, a more fun place to live, and they dream for us. Mm-hmm. They're dreamers. Big so dreamers. Shout out to sevens. artists or dreamers. Artists are dreamers. They dream. What's the the Brueggemann quote? They dream without the fear of implementation. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's that well, is ones, right. That was sevens, on one of your podcasts. Bringing the, out the all knowledge. the dreamers. Yeah. Ones, fours, and sevens. The ones, idealists. Fours, ah, yeah. it's beautiful, yeah. man. Okay, so okay, this is called essence. the emergence of essence. We're we're using this as a benediction or a closing, and so we'll read this and be done. This is it. Uh, <laughs> uh, here we go. The emergence of essence for a seven. The Hindus say that God created the universe as a dance so that he could enjoy the pleasure of his own creation, reflecting back to himself. It is this feeling of wonder and awe at the beauty of life that fully infuses sevens. From this essential point of view, the seven personifies the quality of joy, the final state that human beings were meant to be in. Joy is a natural experience that arises spontaneously when we experience ourselves as being when we are free 
of the endless chatter, planning, and projects of our ego minds. In the Christian view, human beings were created to go to heaven and to enjoy the beatific vision, to spend all eternity contemplating God in utter and complete bliss. Thus, ecstasy is our final and rightful state. When sevens remember this truth, they are drawn back to joy as their central state, and they embody it, and they, and they spread it to others. Jesse, a seven, says, I have learned to recenter myself through quiet times of contemplation and reflection. I have discovered another whole world inside of myself. The spirit that is me is free, and I have found so much to feast on. My inner world transcends my outer doings, but it also spills out and colors all of it. The joy sometimes just bubbles up, and life is a delight. I find that I do not need a lot, yet my life is filled. At my best, I am overcome with awe and gratitude. I live in the moment and trust that all of my needs will be met. Above all, sevens realize on the most profound level of their consciousness that life really is a gift. One of the big lessons that the seven offers us is that there is nothing wrong with life, nothing wrong with the material world. It is the gift of the creator. If we were not to take anything for granted, we would be flooded with joy and gratitude all the time. When we have no claims on life, everything becomes a divine gift capable of sweeping us up into ecstasy. Of all the types, this is the struggle of the seven, to remember the real source of joy and to live out of that truth. Thanks for listening, everybody. Amen. Amen. See you next week. <laughs> How nice it be If we could try everything I'm serious Let's make a list And just begin What about danger So what What about risk Let's climb this mountain Before we cross that bridge Cause I'm
Thank you. 